I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, the 19th of May, where the hell did May go, 2013, this is Hardcore. Mm-hmm. That's right. Where the, the hard, solid core of Casually Hardcore right. remains. It's true. Even though we are down one half a brain. <laughs> a little bit. Everyone be kind to the Daxa in the IRC, for she is attempting to stave off the impending migraine. However, my presence is not helping. No, because you're so white. Things reflect off you, and <laughs> it's too bright in here. <laughs> you call me Caucasian? A little bit. You glanced what you married recently? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Both of you, the side of the table. The sun is just hitting you properly. It's hitting you properly, exactly. Yeah, let's let's turn. Girls in the shadow. Let's turn our Caucasian (laughs) countenance upon her, shall we? What a world! I'm not going to melt. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking a little green. Yeah, you are. Is that a mole coming in on the old chin there? I'm not sure. (laughs) Though that's actually a speaking of which for the tangent section, Mm. which is where we are. Mm -hmm. Tangents are kind of a big deal. I did learn one of the benefits of the the movie pass trial I'm on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't feel bad about getting up out of a crappy movie and leaving. Leaving? (laughs) (laughs) What crappy movie did you get up? Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, Oh, really? really? Yeah, Yeah. I have heard not so good things about that. Really? James Franco did a little too good of a job Mm -hmm. playing a complete douche nozzle. Oh. Oh, okay. Because this is, obviously it was setting up to be a redemption story. Right. So Oz starts out as a charlatan. Right, right. Womanizing. Yeah. Seducing Mm -hmm. pig. They let him remain that way a little far into the movie for my taste. Oh, really? And I'm like, I... no, I'm, gonna, I'm out of here. I'm going to go have lunch. <laughs> and I don't feel that because I didn't have to pay for the movie. It so. seems to be a pretty common characterization of that character now in reinterpretations of the... Uh, well, not uh, reinterpretation. You look at the original Wizard of Oz. He well, he, a complete he, he's BSing, he but he's like, jackass. he's a nice BSer. Yeah, but he was well, a, he's a nice old yeah. man, but he started yeah. out as a genuine, I'm right, out for right. only myself. Right. He, right, but the womanizing thing is... is in Wicked, he's yeah. a womanizer. Yeah, he's a total yeah. womanizer. And, and he and in this lays Oz, eyes on the on the very first uh, which he runs into. You know, they're in the sack before the end of the scene. Nice. Yeah. See. And then meets her sister. And it's like, hey, baby. And that is the exact uh, point where I got up and left is when the one I think Theodora brings in yeah. Oz to meet her sister. 
And I was immediately, hi, how you doing? Oh, how the hell am I out of here? <laughs> <laughs> it just grated on me. It's like too much for you, huh? Mm. <laughs> good on, good on you, James Franco. Great acting. The, you know that was obviously you were believable the, as yeah. the, the bag. Script, the script you were handed obviously said, okay, womanizing douche nozzle out only for himself. Right. Nailed it. Nailed it Bang. a little too well for me. Oh man. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that was an unexpected uh, upside of uh, living living large with the movie pass. Nice. Um, let me get in a little acknowledgement here since he's decided to show his bearded oh, greatness okay. in the IRC. Wow. As usual. A joining late. us in the, uh, hey, the beard. It, it, it's a gravity well. It drags him. You know, mm-hmm. it, it slows, slows his beard. Other people manage to be on time with beards. I'm just saying. I'm just kidding. Less epic. Less yeah. epic. <laughs> Have a migraine and I'm on time. Come on. <laughs> he can manage to be on time. Yeah, your beard isn't nearly epic enough, though. <laughs> anyway, if you're joining us in Internet Relay <laughs> Chat, and you should be, for that is where the cool kids are. No doubt. <laughs> Our producer, nay IRC rep, the one and only Barry Von Awesome, Barry is in there for your mockery and abuse. And also to bring things to our attention. We try not to stare at the IRC too much during the show because <laughs> you guys are entertaining as hell. And we start paying attention to you instead of you know this show thing that we're right. doing. So please send your PMs to Barry VA and he will bring them to our attention in a orderly <laughs> fashion. So. so there was other movies, though, that were was much say, more <laughs> worth seeing. Absolutely. Certain movie open yesterday, yeah. Friday, rather. Yeah, uh, we obviously won't go into spoiler zone no, on Star Trek much, since much it just opened. But, yeah, we have all seen it here. And it was, and it was up to the hype. It lived, yeah, it lived up to my expectations. Absolutely. Go see it. Yeah, worth, worth the view. The, Cumberbatch was awesome. Yeah. He, he, he was he good. Was everything, you, everything you love about him from Sherlock... And a bag of chips. And a bag of chips. Yeah. He was handed a character that is a, a scenery chewer, and he yeah. just eats the screen up. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and they, they did a lot of emotional close-ups with his you know, piercing blue eyes and yes. his very precise pronunciation. Yes. Yes. But True. yeah, he's... Um, well, yeah, he excels as a over near the superhuman type yes. person. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He it was is believable. no matter if it's with his mind or physical. He does absolutely well. believable. So yeah, and, yes. in, in a spoiler-free way, if you have the time and it's on all manner of streaming right now, probably not accidentally. Yeah, go see Wrath of Khan. Right, because they've thrown in lots of fan service. Lots. Well, I mean, and it makes sense because it is a roughly, alternate universe, right, so it should same, be the same yet different story. Right, but it's earlier in the time right, period because right. Wrath of Khan didn't happen until you know they'd already Later. done their yeah. five-year mission, come yeah. back, become admirals, and all that, but. The they very obviously have thrown in lots of little bits and pieces yeah. for the fanboys, and you would you will enjoy it even more if Rathacon is is fresh in your head. Because be like, yeah. oh, ooh, hey, that was ah, yes, yeah. For me, it was a lot of like that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> like I really should watch the original again yeah. at some point. Um, it, it is a spiritual successor to, to Rathacon, and that's as far as I'm going to go. You, if you watch, you, if you go without, you'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be even more fun for your inner fanboy if it's kind of fresh in yeah, if, your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're if you enjoyed the earlier stuff. So there's tracks. one thing that, as much I love the movie, like I love the movie, but there was one thing that just stuck out in my head, and it's yeah. not going to be a spoiler at all. No. But just to let you guys know, um, 
That... Because this also happens in other like TV shows yeah, and other movies of Star does, Trek. It does, but it was just so noticeable in this one is that they have kind of like an Academy Awards um, rule when it comes to the um, the the captains. If somebody on the bridge uh, leaves bridge. a position, there's like another person who's like the seat holder. They just come yeah. right immediately. Like, that's instantly. always the, that's, that's no, just I know. the Navy. No, but, that's just taken out of the Navy. But no, was, I know. This was like crazy. There was like three guys that left instantly and three guys came back in. Eventually, the guy who mops the deck is going to be yeah. in one of those chairs. Some it's dudes. called the chain of command. Yeah. But that was crazy. That's just military. Yeah. I know, but come It just on. got funny. It's like, it's like they were standing like right next to them, you know? Like you could just see like somebody walking see up and be like, here, sir, here's your coffee. Oh, wait, there's an open chair. There, I got it. <laughs> like, wow. it's like it's like the prime directive part two yeah. all chairs all must chairs be must occupied. be filled exactly. always and actually that's one of the things i wanted to observe about trek is they have seem to have a lot of fun they did this in the first reboot but they seem to have a little bit more fun with this time where a lot of the background characters that get one or two lines or a couple seconds of screen yeah. time they seem to have a lot of fun with the alien races and yeah. just really memorable looking and sounding characters yes yeah. and there was a lot of crying yeah yeah, everybody cries. There, everybody well. cries yeah. in this movie. Just, just be prepared for lots of crying. Yeah. There's a lot of crying. Well, they no open crying in space. They uh, open, there's no crying in space. No crying exactly. In space. <laughs> but they opened the movie in a way I didn't expect, and it was a lot of fun. It's basically they, you're coming in like at the end of an episode of the TV series, right. yeah. where they're just but but with the budget, yeah. to do it upright. And yeah. it was completely awesome and not at all. And, and it, you see a whole bunch of this stuff. That was in people have been speculating about since the early footage was released and all the. I think they really deliberately released all these shots and and photos from just that beginning segment that has really zero to do with the larger story. Yeah, just to throw us off the scent. Yeah, it was totally successful. Has a tiny bit to do with the larger story. A wee tiny bit, but not at all what people would take from it. No, exactly. It was a good, good kind of fake out in that regard. so, not since we can't really spoil that one, right. I, this all poised posed to the group because we took off last week for Mother's Day. Are we at a point where we can spoil Iron Man three? Right, it's been it has been long enough. Okay, the, the statute of limitations has okay. run out on Iron Man three because we did go see that as well. Yes, I don't we think we've did. talked about that one. Correct. No, so, we, we were giving we were giving the yes, the appropriate, the appropriate amount of time. time. Yes. So, so I'm going to go deal with. Okay. And you guys get started. Okay, right? I'm going to throw this out here. To me, and I went, and after we watched it, I went and watched the first one again. I still, I find the third one is the best one of the Iron Man. I, I think it's because of the story. Yeah. I really, really like the story in the third one. And I think it was more surprising than the first one was to me. Yeah. And uh, it was more fun. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of fun. Of- and I'm also, I'm not the biggest, I never really read Iron Man that much. Yeah. I caught him in the Avengers, like, comics, but I never actually read the Iron Man comic. So I really wasn't super tied to the Mandarin character, which everybody, everybody that loves, I've seen yeah. that has had an issue had an issue with the treatment of the Mandarin in that movie that really was into that character. Right. Because he's, a, you know, a big badass in the comics. So for me, it wasn't. So the I thought it was a great Trevor little... twist yeah. was pretty awesome with Ben Kingsley being the drugged out <laughs> hippie uh, or drugged out uh, actor, I should say. Uh, playing the role, so it was good. I mean, yeah. Granted, at the end, you're you're left believing the uh, oh, what's it, Guy Pierce character is, not is dead. the Mandarin, and and obviously not dead. Yeah, you don't see a body, so in superhero lingos, that can you know obviously be a 
a reoccurring a, villain since exactly. he was definitely super powered up. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was good to see a lot of Tony Stark out of the suit mm-hmm. and not so reliant on it. And they did some clever use of the remote control suit and the yes. various pieces of the remote control suit. And uh, it was it was fun. I thought that was really cool. And I thought the bad guy, uh, what was it, the extremists? Oh. I forget oh, the name of the program. Me it's, too. It's X something. But the, the program to make the super-powered uh, adversaries for him was credible. It put people out there that were credible threats to agree, Iron yeah. Man and the fact that he had you know 40-some suits that, uh, that kind that of came into a fight. That he'd been kind of building because so, yeah. he was going a little stir-crazy. Yeah. But yeah, no, and it made sense. The whole thing made sense. The fact that he had all these suit ma- suits made sense because he was pretty much, um, I guess he had a little bit of a PST. Yeah, PSTD. Uh, uh, PSTD from, you know, almost dying in the Avengers. Uh, post-traumatic stress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from almost dying in the Avengers, so he hides himself out in his little cave and just, yeah, just builds, builds away. and builds and builds and builds, which is what he does best. Yeah. So that makes that made a lot of sense of why he would have so many suits. Mm-hmm. It's better than the one plot device just saying he's got forty suits. You right, know? right. So that I think they tied the story in really well. I think that's why what made this movie really good is that everything made sense. Yeah. Nothing was like. Mm. And he was more brought down to earth because of his anxiety he was having, stress, and the you know. And for me. Like, yeah. I always find kids, kids. to be really Ugh. annoying when they bring them into a movie, so it takes something special to make it work. And the kid they brought into this movie and his interactions with Tony Stark was awesome. Like, he, Tony Stark was so ruthless to this kid. <laughs> but the kid was ruthless back. Yeah, he was, was pretty great. ruthless back, but it was a good <laughs> give and take, you know, and it didn't detract from the movie where you're like, oh, God, here here we go. The yeah. kid's going to do something. The token child, yeah. and he's going to be sad, and they're going to have to take care right, of him. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be the, you know, damsel in distress, basically, yeah. for the movie. Yeah. Um, but it worked well. I mean, he did have a, a scene where he, you know, obviously gets caught, but they still, it worked out okay to where it, it fit in the storyline. Yeah, it was so. really good. Yeah, I loved I loved how many was being to the kid. That yeah, was really yeah. Funny. <laughs> that was but the great. kid was like taking it. It was great. Yeah. yeah, it worked well. It worked well. So that one I, I would definitely recommend seeing. I think it's a big screen movie for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Both both that and Star Trek. I mean, you need to see on the big screen. 3D, I would say, is optional. It's really your whatever mileage you get out of 3D should determine it. If you really enjoy it, I've heard both are really good in 3D. We saw neither in 3D, though, so and really enjoyed it as well. I'm not a huge fan of 3D, though, so... It's it, again. It's it's whatever you find best. A friend of ours uh, went and saw Star Trek not only in 3D but on IMAX, and he said that blew him away. It was just incredible to see it, and I wouldn't mind seeing it on an even bigger screen. Absolutely, that would be cool. So, recommend both those. Uh, God, what else has been going on in our lives with gaming? I'm trying to think. You haven't played any games no, this week, huh? I have not. I've been prepping. Slacker. <laughs> I have been busy. Mm. Some hmm. of us have been preparing for trips. Whatever. That'll get taken care of. By me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have this mythical Scotland thing coming in the future that blows my mind. Right. That's so cool. God, next weekend is Comic-Con slash yes. Memorial yes. Day. Yes. yes. Yikes. Yeah, that's 
Coming up quick. Coming up yeah. fast. And so many good people at Comic-Con this year. Yeah. I mean, last year too, but yeah. so many I sent many in the, uh, you know, the dream list, oh, you know, five people we'd love to interview and we'll never get anywhere near. <laughs> Was John on there? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is coming is the guy from Being Human. Sam, what's his last name? Starts yeah. with W. Whitworther. Yes. Whitworther. The vampire yeah. from the American Being Human. He's coming. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, Aiden. Aiden. Yeah. That will and that will very likely uh, mess with our showness next weekend. There's gonna uh, be a lot of messing over the <laughs> next. Yeah. Few weeks. Basically. Yeah. It's gonna be hit and miss. Weird updates. Weird non-show content. So. Yeah. Just keep your eyes on alphageekradio.com for updates as they occur, but expect us not to... Expect the unexpected. That's not not glib at all. Spanish Inquisition. No (laughs) one expects the Spanish Inquisition. We need to print out like a little little casually hardcore sign that we can take with us and just take pictures like in front of, you know, the van. God, if only we had some kind of print creating device hooked to our computers that could <laughs> manufacture said things on demand really really freaking easily yeah. it's not a 3d printer i'm not doing it i know right <laughs> i want a t-shirt i'm just kidding yeah i won't get it in time well and while we're dreaming i want a pony yes um, a casually hardcore pony they make those no, I want the uh, My Little Infested Marine, like uh, Pussar put together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tyranid Pony. Yes. Tyranid Pony. Freaking awesome. Or Cthulhu Pony. Yeah. My Little Cthulhu yeah, that was pretty awesome, yeah, awesome too. Good too. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because I'm listening to, um, God, what's it called? I can't remember the title of the book now to save my life, but it's in the uh, Beowulf's Children series. Uh, Larry oh, Niven, yeah. Jerry Pernelli, and another guy. And... Mid-80s, they did the first one, and then mid-90s, they did the second one, and this, just a couple of years ago, they went back and did a novella in between them yeah. um, to show a little bit, basically, it's first generation colonizing a planet was the first book and encountering all kinds of crap they didn't expect and didn't understand, and the second book was really interesting because it was the generation of children born on the planet developing their own non-Earth-related society oh. and societal structure within the confines of the whole new world. And it's you know, basically when they landed, they populated an island, and this right. is the kids setting off for the mainland and encountering all kinds of new life forms and stuff for the first time. But also more interestingly about just the society they had developed amongst themselves, huh. totally separate from the people from Earth. And it pointed out an interesting thing, the, the age gap, if you, if you take into account... People going into cryosleep to get to a planet and get settled down. You know, the time would take get settled down to the point where you're confident enough to have kids or start thawing the kids that were you know, brought over as embryos. You're going to have one generation from Earth whose youngest member is like 38. And a new generation that were born on the planet and know nothing of Earth that are like seven. Ah. With mm. no generation in the middle. Right, right. So really weird dynamic. Huh. But anyway, getting back to what brought me to that, the um, critters that they uh, are the villains in the semi-horror novella are yeah. re- being referred to as Cthulhu's because they're all tentacly around the Oh. They, they were Grendel's was the big one in the right. big bads in the first book. And now it's Cthulhu's. Cthulhu's. So, not tribbles. They managed to work a damn tribble into the plot line of the new movie. No, seriously.
Exactly. One in the le- there's, there's one in the background of the last movie. There's one more in the foreground of this movie. Yeah. Why this... they're not reproducing asexually and taking over the ship anymore, I have no idea. I guess they learned how to castrate them or something. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. That oh. happened in between the first and second there movie. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> we don't need to show this. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. So definitely go see that movie. Just, just to re, 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 reiterate it. Get your nerd on. Go. Yes, so we can talk about it. Yes, we will. Well, again, as we were just referring to, we won't probably have anything resembling a regular recurring schedule until the very end of June. Right. And then even into July, there's going to be the one weekend where I'm off at Nertacular, which will be a non-standard show, which will probably have me there and you guys Skyping in. And... The other one, which is Wootstock, probably will not interfere because it's a Thursday event. Oh, so okay. I'll be able to get there, right do the thing, get back in time for there to be a normal show. So July should be a lot less weird. Cool. June, starting with Memorial Day here, is going to be all kinds of screwed up, and we apologize in advance for the sporadic. So there'll be some weeks that have a wealth of content and other weeks where it'll just be a dearth of content, and we'll do what we can. Yeah, unfortunately, we found that... Uh... Trying to get internet on the ship is extremely expensive. And I'm so. going to have to do it. Really? Because there's going to be a period of time. So I do IT support for small companies. Oh, right. And I'm basically a sole proprietorship. So I have articulation agreements with two other companies, two other single guy operations, where we cover each other's butts. So when you need extra people, we contract each other. And when we want to go on vacations, we cover each other's emergency calls. They're Guess, all on vacation. <laughs> not only that, but two of us are out of the damn country. Oh, wow. That's and one harsh. guy is nearly out of town. So in, the all, oh. in all the shifting overlap of our various things, there's like a four-day period where there's none of us in Ooh. town. And you know Something's gonna that's break. when it's yeah. going to go to hell. See, that of sucks. Course. Then you're like on vacation but on call. That's right. Not that's fun. not fun. Um, so... Looking for you know, someone to do some IT support in the <laughs> Phoenix metro area for four or five days in June. Uh, drop me a line. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need the help. Call me, please. Well, I had no idea. I, I didn't, this year is shaping up so weird because I had no idea I was going to get invited to right. Tech Global. So there's a whole extra 10 days out of the damn country. But there, at least, I'm totally available. Google Voice will follow me there. Right. right. I'll just be... Yeah, you'll be immersed in technology. But I'll, yeah, I'll be about yeah. seven hours out of sync, which won't help. Whatever. But it also means I know when all the crap's going down I'm here, sorry, I'll, I'm be crying with, I'll be done. I'll be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Exactly. Boo hoo, boo hoo, hoo. Oh, woe is me. Exactly. And I come home from that and immediately get on a big old ship. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I was looking at those price schedules myself, saying, "Crap, I'm yeah, going to have to buy that's this." That's expensive. Yep. So we're hoping that at some point when we dock at one of the many places we're docking that we'll be able to at least jump on real quick and yeah. throw some stuff on. Most of those ports have multiple yeah, Wi-Fi or a options. cafe or that something That won't be like super expensive, right, you right. know. So we'll see. Yeah. Since we just ordered our euros. Is that, is that Caribbean? Oh, you guys are doing no, the, we're uh, in the Mediterranean. Mediterranean, yeah. Mediterranean hand-cranked internet. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. It's the ancient internet when it was invented. Back in the... You know, the, the when Parthenon. they had people holding the lines right. themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of four, you know. <laughs> he says, "LOL, oh. the cat fell out of the chair." Nice. <laughs> what? Is that what the internet's for? Basically. 
It's all involving cats and porn. <laughs> not touching that. Or both. <laughs> no, not simultaneously. Though, the getting back to Star Trek moment, there, <laughs> the variation on the green woman oh, yes. uh, for, yeah. this, for this movie, yes. quite, quite funny. Quite yes. interesting, yes. It was good. It was yeah. good. And in character and hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Many. Yeah. Lots of little stuff exactly like that. All right. So do we announce a uh, listener call-in topic as of yet? No. Nope. Do we need to invent one? Uh, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do, do we not have background music? It is. Just uh, okay, it sounds really silent. Trust silent. me on this. I've done some adjustments to this <laughs> that affect us but make the finished product not blow people's ears off like it has been awesome. for the last several weeks. I so trust you. Trust me on this one. Sort of. Yeah, if it's they don't good. have ears, it makes it tough to <laughs> get them as well, re- reoccurring listeners. We <laughs> <laughs> blow off their ears yeah, every exactly. time they listen. <laughs> so, in keeping with the, we've just been talking about sequel movies, um, what's a deal breaker for you or what was a deal breaker for you so if you were a fan of the Star Trek franchise as an example and came into the reboot and something in there turned you off and said oh no no I refuse what was that thing that was the deal breaker for you or what would be a deal breaker for you if someone were to revive or continue a beloved franchise of yours so when they rebooted Spider-Man Right. Way too quickly. Or when they rebooted Batman. Yeah. And they're about to reboot Superman. Superman, again. So getting yet another origin story. I mean, at least with Star Trek, they didn't just do the origin story over again. They they threw in the MacGuffin of alternate timeline. Now it's different. Right. Yeah. So that allowed them to be a little more fast and loose. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think there's even other variations of that. I mean, especially on a reboot. To me, because that's where they feel like they can change a lot. So, right. for well, a, well, of those changes, what's what's the deal? Killer for a really? long time, uh, Battlestar Galactica's reboot, female Starbuck was kind of, and the the fact that her and Apollo oh, were like yeah. a Romantically couple, yeah, they were like linked for a while. It was like I don't, I, that's just it's so against what I remember as a kid because mm-hmm. they were like you know best buzz, were flying around shooting Cylons, mm-hmm. and I was like yeah, I don't know about this. So I finally kind of got over that and was willing to watch it. But yeah, it's it took me a while. I mean, major changes to a character, usually. like gender swapping. Yeah. yeah, like Sherlock, the American version. Yeah, I, I can't. oh, you mean Elementary? Elementary with uh, Lucy, Lucy Liu as yeah. Watson. Watson. Yeah. I can't. Yep. Right, right. I don't even. I, had, I didn't have the slightest interest in watching that because I'd already seen Sherlock, and I'm just waiting for season three. Exactly. And they signed up for season four. They signed them both for season four. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Which is not a. No, bad they're they're going to do like just their three episode yeah. series. Probably. But they're, but they're basically freaking movies. They're, right? Yeah, it's three I can't movies, complain. so it's is not it bad. The, it's not bad. Something about the hearse, the empty house, and one other one. I forget. The I don't care if they it. if they name it uh, Mary Pippington. I'm still going to show <laughs> up and watch. So. Because Moffat and Cumberbatch and uh, Bilbo Baggins. Oh, uh, so Freeman. Uh, Freeman, Morgan Freeman. So while we're in the Not Morgan Freeman, Martin, Martin Freeman. All right, so while we're in the tangent section, we're not <laughs> going to spoil this, but I will tell you that 
We've caught fully up with Doctor Who. As in through yesterday? Not through yesterday. Because holy crap. Oh, is that good? <laughs> because the last couple have been like oh my not God. so good to no. me. All right. You and I, are you feeling the same? Because yes. we're all on the yeah. same page yes. Like I've just been like, man, they need to get Moffat back or somebody here to get the story so on track. <laughs> you got all the way through um, the one with uh, Warwick Davis in it. With uh, Cyberman. Oh, yeah, yes. Cyberman. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, with uh, Willow. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Willow in it. Yeah. Yes. Um, he was, to me, about the only saving grace that episode. That he was, was that, fun. That was a freaking Neil Gaiman written episode. I know, too. and it, it was it, such it, a mess. Yeah, it was. It was just, it was a hot mess. And, it, and I mean, they because had. Because it featured Matt Smith in shouty mode. Yeah. yeah. And this whole second half of season seven has been Matt Smith in shouty mode. Yeah. Ever louder and louder. And, and the degree to which he's shouting and acting erratic is the degree to which I care less and less and less. Because he's not believable when no, he's, he's shouting. Not. He sounds like a whiny Tenet baby. Tennant could pull it off. Right. And earlier versions of Smith where he well, probably wasn't as confident in it or didn't think it was his thing yeah. was, was better. Yeah. yeah. Now the writers just have him do it all the damn time and I am just like, Silence! Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's... I think he's better when he's quieter. Yeah. yeah. Like when he shuts up. Oh, like he, he pulls off menacing, not menacing, but intense, I guess. Yes. He can do intense pretty well. There's some, uh, the the one where they were on the station uh, where um, uh, they kidnapped, uh, what's her face? The the girl, Amy Pond. She gets kidnapped because of the baby and all that. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, he goes right. there and he basically. Goes to oh, humans yeah. run. Yeah. A good man goes yeah. to war. Yes. Right, right. Yes. That was, I mean, he pulled off intense there really well. To me, well. that was my last really favorite episode yeah um that whole you know that that series that ended with the pandorica and the mm-hmm. big bang from there yeah it was good i don't know that that but the the name of the doctor which was yeah. yesterday's episode yeah okay which i have for you should you need to view no it. no we, we, we got it on amazon okay yeah we just bought i just season. we just forgot that it came out yesterday and <laughs> does redeem them somewhat okay and holy crap lays the groundwork for the 50th anniversary special. Oh, okay, okay good. In, in, of course, the last 15 seconds of the episode. Oh, fabulous. Well, and I know that's coming, but at the same time, it's like you don't need to waste the previous six episodes right. just to set that one up. They at least they tie up this series. They okay. completely explain Clara. Oh, okay, good. Oh. Her answer is, is in that episode. Okay. And it has... Callbacks to a lot of previous episodes. It is, is grabbing stuff from the okay. series and, and tying it together. And some expected. So it's got the Victorian trio in there. Oh, that's always good. That yeah. was the only saving grace was the one where they go with the red. The, the crimson death. Yeah, the crimson death. That one was okay. And it was mainly because they were in it. They're in this one, too. Okay, good. Um, and, and, they get, they, and, and the little dude. Uh, what's his face? The little potato head guy. The potato head guy. Yeah. Some tar and tracks. Yes. Yeah. He's the best. He, and he is given time to shine. Yeah. In a, there's a great scene He's very early hilarious. in the film where they, they say, where's Strax? Oh, it's his weekend off. And Lady Vosh yeah. says, oh, I wish they had, he had never discovered that place. Cut to the scene and they just overlay Glasgow. <laughs> and he's in a bar having a fist fight with a bald guy who looks suspiciously nice. like a Suntaran. No, that's awesome. crazy. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was one of my fi- yeah. favorites in that, that episode with the red... Uh, 
Red Death. The Red Crimson Death. Death. The Crimson Death. Crimson yeah. Death is what they called it. He's so funny. Oh, and then they had Tom Tom in it. Yeah, <laughs> in Tom episode. Tom. Thomas Thomas. Thomas Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and you've arrived at your destination. And you've ar- turn left and you've arrived at your destination. Yeah. What's your name? Thomas that Thomas. Was awesome. <laughs> that was great. Oh, no. Dog going crazy. So, yeah, well, I hope they get some redeeming going because right now I was a little, been a little, and, and this goes back to Iron Man. Iron Man pulled off kids kid well the cyberman episode of doctor who oh, i was like my God. kill I the kids kill them both. please kill the kids cyberman do something and just vaporize i don't care convert them do whatever you need to do get, get rid of these kids screen. because these kids both deserve to die <laughs> they were yes. really really they were, annoying yeah. children really really annoying really and annoying. seriously i mean are kids that dumb to, I, no. I just don't see like our son being that dumb where you're in First of all, you're on like a planet that across you, the other side of the galaxy. The other side of the galaxy, and and you're still putting on the annoyed teenager. And act. you're boring. Yeah. And right. you're bored. You're bored. Or are it's like, stay me? here. There's there's things that are going to kill you. I'm going to wander I'm off. Gonna go. Like my kid is not that dumb. Please, at least I'd like to think kill, he's not. Kill them both. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. So yeah, I think we all agree that the the bottom half of season seven. Meh. Yeah. So you was... do do watch the most recent one. It's got. A lot of good bits. Big setup for November, and we'll see where they take it from there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested. And on that bombshell, so saith the Clarkson, right. we will take our first break. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio and Rivalcast Radio. We shall return right after this. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually hardcore and news live on alphageekradio.com. This is Geeks in a Gaming World. Mm-hmm. And just to remind you, since we kind of got off track and didn't finalize it, the listener call-in topic is for these various franchises in the movies and television, for that matter, that are being rebooted or restarted or continued with new production teams, what has been a deal breaker for you, or what do you fear in an upcoming reboot, such as Man of Steel? Right. Uh, what will make you just walk out of the theater in disgust and say, I'm washing my hands of you, oh, franchise of my youth? Alrighty then? Mm-hmm. Alrighty then. Get your copies of Skype ready for the fourth half of the show. Mm-hmm. In the Geeks in the Gaming World, uh, Grail has put a lovely title in here. Star Wars games will continue. Yay! EA has exclusive rights. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why don't you run with that one? Yeah, so um, this is not a good story in my mind. Mm-hmm. So basically, Disney, we know, shut down LucasArts when they acquired uh, all, all things Lucas. Things Lucas mm-hmm. And basically laid off everybody. But now EA has an exclusive deal with Disney for Star Wars games aimed at a core gaming audience. Now, just to remind you, EA... Voted worst company in existence Eva. for the second year running. Yeah. That's kind of sad. So it sounds like a lot of people lost their jobs and are now a floundering publisher and a cash-hungry conglomerate are going to make some high-quality video games that will be great for players and won't feature any predatory practices at all. Of course not. Maybe not. Okay. Or it's possible I'm being incredibly snarky and cynical, and this is a great thing. I'm willing to be wrong, especially since I love Star Wars, and EA has some incredibly talented teams under their control. They can go a long way true. to uh, restoring my faith uh, with Battlefront 3. If, that, if they were to resume development on that baby, I would feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one for me, because I don't know if there's been... The best Star Wars games were made about 20 years ago. And all, I mean, and that give, was, give me an HD version of X-Ring v. TIE Fighter. Yeah. And that's what, with I, that's what play. everybody wants is another X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter or another TIE Fighter game, which mm-hmm. to me is just, it was an incredible uh, space sim. And they have left space sims to rot since right. the uh, XV... You know, X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter. I think the A-Wing expansion was the last run they really did. Uh, outside of that, you've had things like Force Unleashed. You've had some real-time strategy. In... Basically role-playing or real-time strategy. Yeah, Empire our... at War. Those um... are the ones that they can develop lots of content for. Well, they, I mean... They probably feel like they once they've built the flight sim environment. Yeah. Okay, now what do we do? Well, and again, to me, I, I think they also ran to a point where it's not just EA. Like, all... Space right. sim, f- space flight sims have died. Like they're mm-hmm. they were gone. Like, like Descent Free Space Two, maybe like Wing Commander Prophecy were the last oh, the ones. Descent of those. series. There's a nostalgia mm-hmm. memo for you. Oh yeah, the Free Space was incredible. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, so I mean, that's what I'd like to see them do. My biggest issue, though, is it's EA <laughs> and they have an exclusive license. Yeah, which. As a sports game fan, I have not been overly thrilled with what they've done with the exclusive NFL license they had with uh, uh, Madden. So at least with things like FIFA sports, basketball, they have competition that forces them to actually innovate and keep going. And be good. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. With this one, they're kind of in a vacuum now and can develop whatever they want as a cash cow. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Milk kit, so, milk kit, milk kit. Yeah, so I'm not too too thrilled. Now, a story I didn't include about EA, though, is they did say The Sims 4 mm-hmm. is going to be not require always online. So maybe... I thought you were going with some sort of Star Trek Sims 4 thing. I'm like, the Sims yeah. 4 is now going to have Han and, Lu- and Leia. We, oh <laughs> we did attach to this, this story in here another link that links a bunch of Photoshopped images for EA and... Uh, Star Wars. And one of them is the Sims. And like you know how it has the boxes with the various people? Like Several of the boxes have Wookiees, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. Or the SSX snowboarding where there's like an ad-at shooting. <laughs> <laughs> the guy on the snowboard. That's awesome. That's, I'm like that. That game I might actually play. <laughs> there you go. Snowboard Hoth. Right. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there were other stories around the same time period of EA saying they're gonna they're not gonna do online passes anymore. Where yeah. that was their effort to combat people reselling games. Right. Where well, you can have the game all you want, but if you want any of the online content, you have to basically pay us what you would have paid us to buy the game to access the online content. Yeah, as the second buyer of the, sure, so you can have the core game right as your hand. But you can't or, do anything. But you can't do anything extra. online, right, and they're right. going to discontinue that practice because they basically have acknowledged, yeah, that didn't make us enough money or any for that matter. I'm, hmm. I, I doubt yeah. it would. But I mean, I think they also are looking at Microsoft and. Uh, Sony and saying, well, you guys might take care of this for us mm-hmm. and make it, you know, always online or right. ma- basically make a digital distribution anyway. So worrying about game resells are uh, not as big of a deal. However, there was a story put out that the Xbox announcement, which is in three days. So we'll see what that what brings. Yeah, is, what yeah. their next generation system is going to look like is not going to require always on. So there will be offline Xbox mm-hmm. mode at least still in this generation. Sony's I thought art. they were going to leave it up to the games. Didn't they uh, say that? In, in the article, it left it that, yeah, and maybe, you know, a game may come out and say, yeah, if, if it's something that it does require an always-on connection, that's that's on the publisher. So, But I think after the massive backlash that things like uh, SimCity got, yeah. I think everybody said, oh, we better back off on this for now. Let it lie for a little bit. Well, let it lie. Just, like, just look and say, obviously, we have been unable to design a system that can function on day one. Right. Because the failures every time have mm-hmm. been just the overwhelming traffic. And when they've driven away all their customers and there are fewer people playing, then it can handle it. Yeah. That's a great business model, guys. Drive away enough customers for it to work properly. Yeah, no, it was... Yeah, there's there's obviously a lot of issues. <laughs> Speaking of driving away your customers, yes, this is from uh, boingboing.net. Nintendo claims ownership over gamer fan vids on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was weird. This is a cash grab. Yeah, because they're not banning them. Right, they're just taking all the ad revenue from them. So you may be familiar with a concept called Let's Play, where people will record them playing games yeah. and do their own narration right. and basically show playthroughs of games and then post it, obviously, to, in this case, YouTube. Yeah. And this guy we know does this WTF series on oh, that, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Things like that. That's the complete cookie guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mega bread. Mega bread. <laughs> Mega bread. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hi, John. We love you. Um, <laughs> nothing but love. Nothing yeah. but love. Absolutely. But, yes, he's done a fair few Let's Plays. But Nintendo is now coming along, and anyone who has published Nintendo games, they're not taking the 
sledgehammer approach of asking the content to be removed. They simply have worked with Google to say anyone who is attached, revenue-generating advertising to this, uh, simply divert that money to our coffers. Thank you very right. much. So from Boing Boing, Alan Wexelblatt uh, commented on the news that Nintendo has claimed monetization rights to fan videos on YouTube that feature tips on playing its games. Some of these videos are incredibly popular, and whilst their use of Nintendo's creations are often fair use, Nintendo gets to use YouTube's monetization system to advertise on all the videos. The basic idea is that if someone is, makes a video of themselves playing a Nintendo game and uploads it to YouTube, any ads shown with that video will be of Nintendo's choosing, and revenue from it will flow to Nintendo. So not only do they get the money, they can also stick their own ads in there right. and, and save themselves money that way. Lousy PR move, guys. It's just really. bad. How do you... I don't understand how companies think... Because this is how things work. I mean, your fans get rabid about your product. They make videos. They share. They, they paint paintings. They write stories. And that's how you get more people to buy more of your stuff. But to have... I don't know. It's To me, what it is is... If you are looking at this like, man, people are taking our games. We only get the money from them once, and then they're able to do these series of videos, and they get ad revenues. So they're actually earning more money on the game than we're earning. Why don't you look at it and go, hire maybe them. we should hire some people Absolutely. and create our own videos and do it of such high quality and basically have them work with the developer of the game since we probably have a hookup. And maybe have a, a Let's Play <laughs> available on launch yeah. day. And then you just, or like, right, you know, yeah, exactly. You could do like a spoil, you know, a light one after that and just basically have them all pre-recorded and be like, here you go. Bam. Make yours the best available. That way, most of the ad revenue will go to you anyways. And, you know, hey, you've created a few jobs, too. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Instead, you basically went as lazy as possible to... Well, I mean, and the, the, the annoying thing about this is Nintendo thinks they're being all generous. Like the yeah, exactly. Well, we're not banning them. Well, yeah, Nintendo <laughs> has positioned its action as a gentler approach. Rather than trying to ban content related to Nintendo games, they just want to make money off it by changing the videos that the individual uploaded. Yeah, um, guys, that's not a whole lot better. No. It also comes across as cheap and lazy. Rather yeah. than creating content that fans and players would want to watch, Nintendo is just taking over other people's content. Yeah. Well, instead of infuriating all your fans, hey, if you hire the person who makes the best one of those, how cool would yeah. that be for one of your fans to start off as a fan and then start working as your, in your company? I mean, Talk about a PR. Boost. The thing is, you basically are going oh to suck this from the people that are the small, like, hey, I just yeah. want to throw up a quick video, do that. You're going to take it from them. The ones that are actually have the big subscriber base are just going to, well, I would just say, well, I'm done reviewing Nintendo games. Yep. Exactly. You know, they can find their advertising elsewhere then. So it no just sense. seems like a really, really silly Nintendo, <laughs> you're doing it yeah. wrong. You heard it here first. <laughs> Poor decision making. Not good. Good decision making, though, is making free Civ available within <laughs> within your browsers. I don't know how much do you want to kill our recovering economy. Yeah, I love the, the, the thing. Yeah, free Civ available in HTML5 browsers. Worldwide product productivity plummets. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been, I guess, in development since 1995, but that doesn't mean it's stuck in the past. Everyone's favorite not civilization nation nation builder is now playable in browsers and on mobile devices, so you can fully 
you know, crossed out, lose every waking moment, enjoy multiplayer games anywhere you go. So it's an open source 4X title, uh, compatible in any HTML5 browsers such as Chrome or File Fo- Firefox. You don't actually even have to install it on there. And, yeah, this is kind of ridiculous, but awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's crazy. It'll definitely be something I it'll, will It'll be. tickle your, your civilization nostalgic land like nobody's business. Right, right. So, good on them for making that as a uh, very, very accessible civilization-like game. Which... Yeah, I love, the, they have, of course, in the blog here, they have the tagging system, and the ta- mm-hmm. one of the actual tags is, free games you should totally play. Right, right. So, that's yeah. pretty exciting. Other exciting news announced this week. They did, well, I don't know, I'm kind of leery on this one a little bit, but it's Dragon Age 3 has been announced. Which Dragon Age was incredible. Dragon Age Two was terrible. So we'll see which direction they go with this. They do have an open letter though on the uh, announcement site, and the the gentleman I'll, I'll have to load it up to get his name. But he basically is listing out all his credentials as to why he, he's going to make sure this game does not suck, uh, including like things like I worked for you know Bioware, I helped develop things like Jade Empire and the. Uh, uh, you know, Baldur's Gate series. Mm-hmm. I play in an active D and D game. Like, please do not. Open letter from Mike Terra, executive yeah. producer. So, it has a chance, and hopefully, EA is kind well, of. They've called it Dragon Age Three Inquisition. Inquisition. Nobody expects the Dragon Age Inquisition. That's right. So, <laughs> our first weapon is huge dragons. What they have right now is obviously they've confirmed the name. We won't be talking about the story of the game today, though. You can make some guesses from the title. The game's being made. Uh, by a lot of the same team that had been working on Dragon Age since Dragon Age Origins. It's comprised of both experienced Bioware veterans and talented new developers. We're working on a new engine, which will be, uh, which we believe will allow us to deliver more expansive world, better visuals, more reactive reactivity to player choices, and more customization. At PAX East, we talked about armor and followers yeah that kind of customization we started with a frostbite 2 from dice as the foundation to accomplish this so looks good i'm sure we're going to get more information at e3 and then more information more more information at things like pax australia and then yep. eventually pax prime pax australia australia oh, australia, australia. We i, gotta, I gotta remember that one now occurs I so know. you know it's another it's not just pax east and yeah PAX prime. yeah there's not just that Sounds window like a good excuse to go I to australia say, i want to know if they're doing like a tri-wizard in australia <laughs> Well, no, because the East well, we have Pokemon. To go. Well, but it's a, I know, but it's the, it's well, by the same people. You. They do the Pokemon in East. Yeah. They right. do the Triwizard. So what will the Aussies do? If we've already done Pokemon and Triwizard. Koala punting. Koala punting. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. They have claws. Uh, Don't get bit by the deadly venomous creature. Like, <laughs> I know people were going for, they wanted to do a Game of Thrones thing. There's a possibility. Then, oh, that would be bad. So, Houses. Drink, drinking Houses. two people, and then, and, ran, and then someone walks through the bar and randomly says, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Right, right. right. Exactly. Your night is over. Well, as a momentary <laughs> tangent there, they did announce that they are, have a solid plan for Game of Thrones to last for seven seasons. Okay. And they, they plan to have it. Be a story arc and end and be done. And oh, so they're David. actually going away from his book then, I would think. Possibly. Okay. Or, or he's writing, 
Right like the wind. Right like the wind. wind. <laughs> He's writing like the wind, yes. Well, it's good. Something had to push him to write yeah. faster. Jesus, that guy writes slower than No, just dirt. give Peter Dinklage a dagger and have him hold it to his <laughs> lower male bits. And say, <laughs> Keep writing there, uh, Mr. Martin. He's so yeah. good. Well, we'll see what they, they manage to pull off. Because the character who plays Tyrion. Yes. Yeah. It's going to take them four seasons to get through three books. Yeah. And there's supposed to be seven books. So they're not, they're not working on a good ratio well, right maybe now. maybe the one book that we don't care about, they're just going <laughs> to... <Exactly. laughs> We're just going to skip this one. Or that, they're like, you're making the last two novellas. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to make full-size books anymore. They're so. not going to be a thousand pages. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So... Um, there was a lot of actually gaming news that I even left out. There was things like the uh, they had a bug in Diablo three that allowed them to duplicate yes. gold. And, and I saw that. No. You want to talk about the, the opposite <laughs> of the PR nightmare yeah. that we were just discussing, and the PR greatness that Blizzard pulled out of that whole thing. So they basically came up and acknowledged, "Yep, there was a duping exploit. Uh, billions of gold right. were poured into the economy." We have removed that and basically took the real-life proceeds and donated it to charity. That's oh, good. that's nice. That's nice. Blizzard putting the spin on it once again. Yeah. Saying, yeah, our, our sucky real-world auction house thing that most of you hate and maintain destroyed the game. Right. And was just exploited. Massively. Massively. Uh, sunshine kittens and charitable donations. Yeah. Well, hey, it's a it could have been worse. That's, yeah. a, good PR, yeah. that's yeah. a damn good PR yeah. department. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they could have just been like, "Well, we fixed it. What happened to all that money? Well, we, we fixed it. Fixed it. We fixed it. <laughs> it's being worked on by top men. Top men with brand new sports cars. <laughs> top men with brand exactly. New sports yeah, cars. yeah. <laughs> Other news. Look at the three Bugatti Veyrons out in the parking lot. Top. Top men. men. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a review by Top Gear. <laughs> yeah. What's James uh. May and Jeremy Clarkson doing in the Bugatti Veyron? Top men. men. Look over here. Right, right. Um, non-combat pets. And, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Custom armor and... Oh, look, uh, a Titan. We, we did a, a, a press release on Titan, finally. Oh, that was, yeah. I mean, Blizzard did also have suffered the news that I guess they're down to 8 million subscribers. Merely. Oh, so sad. Merely. Basically going to be on the corner panhandling oh, because of the uh, drop in subscribers. Well, that is a third of their subscriber base. Yeah, it was. Yeah, percentage-wise, it's not insignificant, but they're still... No. It's still, still 8 million. 8 million times 15 <laughs> a month, month. Yep. you know, roughly. Granted, some yep. annual passes probably were bought and stuff like that, but yeah, nonetheless. But then you, you have to add in the pets and all the other stuff that you buy, so. Yeah. I mean, yep. they're, it's just ridiculous. they're fine. And that's just one game of theirs. They're still rolling in it, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, seriously. It doesn't count StarCraft, the continuous right. revenue from StarCraft. Right, right. Mm, that's yep. for sure. That's when they don't charge a subscription. Yeah, they don't mm. subscribe. We wasn't talking about the subscription. You continue to get new players. Yeah. Oh, yes. People are still buying and, the actual. And, and you're running whole contests. Oh, no, the, like tourna- the tournament, tournament scene is, is yeah. rocking. Yeah. We, we were talking earlier about Total Biscuit, and they've started up their American tournament no, series. Yeah. They're, they're rocking it. They keep intruding on my Reddits. <laughs> I'll be going through there, and it's like, God damn it, John, you're on the front page again. Knock it off. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's like not used to seeing people I know on Reddit, but they, they, are, they are fighting the good fight and bringing good StarCraft II tournaments to the U.S. That's good. That's, That's good. good. They're kind of championing that. Korea, you're great and all, but these crazy American people have something to say. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, they have to 
if they want to expand it, they have to yeah. start doing stuff in other countries. And I got tired of waiting for someone else to do it. Right. So just, right. Do it myself. So, yes, we had a turn of it. So, our son got a copy or beta invite to Dota 2. Okay. So, I got to see it briefly last night. So, I'll have. Why did he get an invite? Because his friends were like, oh, you got to play this. So, he started playing it. He's like, it's weird. <laughs> so, that's, that's been my. That's, that's the review I have so far of it. It's weird. It's Ladies and weird. gentlemen, you heard it here first. Dota 2 is it's weird. It's weird. It's kind of funny, though. Graphically, it's like comparing WoW to like EverQuest. Oh, yeah, the, the advancements. The that advancements, have been made. you mean? No, just in terms of art style. Like, okay, League of Legends is cartoonyish, uh-huh. and Dota Two was more kind of the the like the EverQuest, the, the post Lucklin uh, EverQuest, or okay. even EQ Two graphic style. So it was, but it was odd. My my biggest issue now is I just have a really hard time playing stuff in beta. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm kind of over playing games in beta. It is. Yeah. It's so early 2000s. It's just, yeah. <laughs> you just don't want to have to deal with it. Oh, cool. Well, Aid is willing to hook us up with Dota 2 invites. Bring it. Oh, there right you on. go. Sweet. I may or may not already have it installed on the gaming rig, so oh, let, me, cool. let me know when you're in there. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably check it out, but I don't intend on throwing throw the cash like I've thrown the cash at Riot. One of these so. days will you know, after June happens, yeah. I'll have you instruct <laughs> me on the ways of lol. Nice. Yeah, they're having a blast in low. Yep. No, I just, again, copious spare time. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I hear you. I haven't played it at all. Yep. What's a lane? But I was playing, <laughs> I was trying to get to Dead Island the other day. I was like, God, I haven't even had a chance to play Dead, Dead Island Redemption. Yeah. And I'm like, wait. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't sound <laughs> right. <laughs> Red Dead who? Red Dead Island? We were talking, you were like, you know, you the know, zombies are, are good now. They're misunderstood zombies. Yeah. <laughs> I know I ate those people's brains, but I, I can feel be really, better. I feel yeah. really bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> they, did, they did a whole movie about exactly. that. Warm Bodies. Exactly. Did you guys actually see Warm Bodies? Oh, yeah. Yes, it was, I loved it. It was, it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's what I'm sad that I missed. In, in yeah. the I think it was, it's still in like the dollar theaters. Maybe I'll sneak out and yeah, see possibly. it before it You goes. should. It's really cute. It looked really cute. Mm-hmm. And what's his name from Daily Show? Um, yeah. Um, uh, God, the bald-headed yeah. guy. Yeah. He's also from the... Uh, that hospital show. <laughs> oh, from Scrubs. And no, not Scrubs. The, the little, the one where he's the clown doctor because he heals uh, with laughter. Children's oh, Hospital. Yeah. Children's Hospital, yeah. Oh, yeah. That you know what you do. Yeah, uh, what happens in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Oh, did you get the Anchorman 2 uh, yes. preview? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Teaser trailer before yes. Star Trek. I did. Uh, Rob Corduroy. Grail needs to be here for this. Thank you, Barry. So, yeah, Rob yes. Corduroy. Rob Corduroy. Yeah. Yes, we, we said. Cordery. yeah, I'm sorry. At this point, Grail is exceptionally happy. Oh, yeah. Well, no, see, I'm really, <laughs> I am trying, like, I don't really want to see much about it. Like, I don't want my expectations to get too high because I'll get, I'll be disappointed. So. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> don't hug a child if their parents Her- aren't there. <laughs> Brick, he's the best. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us neatly to our next break. You are listening to Casually Hardcore with Intruders. Arch Nemesis wishes to know, where's my dress? That's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Arch where Nemesis, the brick is Arch Nemesis. Hardcore. Where is yeah. Arch Nemesis's dress? Eventually it becomes, where's my pot pie? Where's so. <laughs> my pot pie? <laughs> but anyway, we shall return right. right after this. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. 
Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com.
researched chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio and RivalCast Radio. That's VTWProductions.com and RivalCastMedia.com. Pluggity plug, Mick Plugster. That is my job. And as you may have noted in the last segment, a wild Iolite has appeared. Yes. Along with a wild nemesis, or arch nemesis. Yes, we have a crazy arch nemesis here. She's wearing her crown. Mm Mm-hmm. Researched chaos this week. Brought to you by our all-volunteer research team, to whom we are incredibly grateful. Yes. They comb the desert. Comb the desert, I tell you. I mean, no, they comb the interwebs for the weird stories, the fun stuff, the strange stuff, the stuff worth talking about. This week's contributors include MacBit, not to be confused with... MacBut. Pussar of the My Little Pony Manufacturing fame. Right. The Barry Von Awesome. Aid of the sexy foreign accent. That's right. And my favorite name to say in the whole universe, Boba Fetish. Thank you for your contributions. And first contribution hits close to my happy place because... Which one? This is true. They're all pretty good there. But <laughs> They're all pretty good. <laughs> the first teaser trailer oh, yes. for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television series yeah. Yeah. has been released. And Agent Coulson is featured prominently. prominently. So we definitely know Coulson lives in by some mechanism. Right. This is definitely not a prequel. Yes. This is definitely, they basically say Agent Coulson is, is taking not these dead. guys. Right, right. So, I, yeah, I, I was, like, really torn on it when I first heard about it because mm-hmm. unlike, I think, a lot of people, I was pretty okay with Coulson dying. I thought it was the right place for him to die. Right. Yeah. And... It- you know, I thought he did a good job with a character that was, for the most part, just a really side character that right. got enough in the forefront. Um, well, they deliberately used to warrant being a red shirt, right? To 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 wear the red <laughs> shirt with like the stripes or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what level. Do I have a name? To. Yeah. Do I? <laughs> but I still thought it was like uh, I don't, I was a little leery about a show centered on him. But it's not going to be centered on him. It's just centered on His the team. agents of Shield, right? Right. So, but I mean, he was—he's the main face, on right? Because everybody else will be new characters. Well, we'll see. We'll see what level of development the other characters get. Right. But well, he's the through line from the cinematic universe. The good thing is, is that it's being directed and co-written by Josh Whedon. That, so you're like, okay, yes. I can leap in. Faith on this. You could have told me the main person was a tentacle monster, and I'd probably be like, okay, we'll okay. give it, we'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll at least Josh, see the yeah. first one. What's his yeah. motivation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a rock. It doesn't have motivation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're never serious about the craft, were you? <laughs> you construct a rudimentary lathe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, get off the line, guy. Tangent, um, tangent. Um, so, but it looks really good. It looks I thought good. it looked really good. I'm I'm curious to see how they're gonna because they're agents of Shield, right? Right. So I'm curious how they're gonna do superheroes. Well, the, in the, the indications are that it's gonna be really light on the actual superhero. This is gonna be really a story about all the non-superhumans having to deal with the fallout That's from the, what all the superhuman people just went and wrecked. Yeah, like I love the line from Avengers. Like last time I was there, I kind of broke. New York. Harlem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Harlem. Yeah, That's yeah. right. 
Well, the, yes, you did. And the other thing, I mean, they have to differentiate. Like, there's already already that show, Alphas, on Sci-Fi Channel, right. which was a super hero team, more more in line with X-Men, though, I think, than Avengers, where they were mutants, basically. Right. Yes. People that were evolving, and you had, like, the mutants that were like, hey, we're maybe the next step here in evolution, the Magneto kind of faction versus yep. the government trying to control it. So, I mean, it was kind of in that realm, but it still had people that had unusual abilities. This one, you know, based on the very quick parts of the preview, seemed to be involving the same sort of storylines, except you may, it may be wide open to how these people have acquired these powers. Right. You're not just stuck with, hey, you know. Well, again, there's st- this is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So you have access to all the roster o heroes, heroes. Yeah. and the mini heroes and, and they've, the, got J- the... they've got they've got richards in there who you would know from angel he played gun in angel yes, he's, he's in, in he's, there he's, he's, he's in there and he's, he's obviously the, super powered he, yes yeah. he's super powered so people are speculating maybe that's luke cage or another less known super strong yeah. character so they're obviously going to have them in there but they're not going to be the a list they're going to be star the B-list superheroes, and there's so yeah. many there's B-list superheroes yeah. in the Marvel universe. It's right. not they don't even they don't have to create new characters. Mm-mm. They got them. They just need to pick the ones they want to use. I mean, hell, they're warming up for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which is a movie of B-list characters you've never heard of. Rocket Raccoon, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. Isn't that a... He's one of the lead characters. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. That's like that discussion we had a couple of weeks ago about like the like five a... worst superheroes ever. That sounds like a sex toy. <laughs> and the fun thing is when Rocket Raccoon is well-written, he's hilarious because he's this smack-talking, he's, he's uh, Deadpool-ish in his delivery. Ah. Um, but truly, you know, they're with... I was really astounded when they announced that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be the big lead-in for Avengers 2. Right. Other than already knowing that they they had dealings with Thanos, so from a storyline perspective, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But really selling these basically unknown characters to the American public, Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how that's going to be pulled off. This is another move in that direction. Sure. Colson is the only face that people are going to recognize, and they're obviously not, they're choosing to not use the A-list big name characters, mm-hmm. and so, but can you still make a compelling drama? Well, I mean, if they, anyone can if do anyone it. anyone can do it, Joss Whedon Joss is the man. Joss can do it. Yeah. Especially if it's an ensemble show with, exactly. with lots of people. And so. if they do it right, it would, it'll ignite people to go back and read some of the older comics and some of these littler known, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, no, Josh is superheroes. So I'm hopeful, and and the the teaser trailer looks awesome. There's a great little one-liner in there where, and they obviously they indicate in there that the frequently featured in Shield comics flying cars are going to be part of it because there's a lovely convertible sports car there. Yeah, the that, red one. Yeah, that That's nice car. Colson gets out of, yes. and a guy who's obviously wearing flight deck gear walks up to it, and Colson's one line is, "Don't touch Lola." Right, right. <laughs> but if you look at the background, he's obviously on the helicarrier. So it's like, yeah. ah, flying cars. Okay, right, and right, he named right. it Lola. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one spoken line <laughs> from, from by a character. Don't, Don't touch, touch Lola. Lola. <laughs> so that sounds, I mean, I'll give it a shot. It sounds totally, like I, I can't wait. Yeah. I hope it's awesome. I hope they have a long and fruitful run and even spawn their own movie at some point in the future. 
We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. The, it could be the biggest suck thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's on ABC. I usually, I usually leave that to. DC. Which I don't know. I mean, ABC doesn't exactly have a sci-fi pedigree either way. So I mean, it's better than them telling me it's on Fox because yeah. I would have just That's been like, sure. I'll nice just wait for it to be of one complete season on Netflix and then watch it that way. Yep. That's nice. Thank you. We'll fix okay. it in post. God, no, you won't. You don't fix anything in post. <laughs> There's a post? I know. <laughs> so, interesting stuff. Uh, it's D&D. So, yeah, so yeah. the other things on there. So yeah. This is funny because there's two links. Mm-hmm. So the first one announces that um, the rights to D&D have been sold. Again. Again. Because they had reverted back to Wizards of the Coast. And after the lovely two outings that we've had with D&D movies... <laughs> Jeremy Irons must have really needed the paycheck. That's all I can say. What was the second one? Um, oh God. I only remember the no! no. It was one of the best no's ever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that movie! Was the fact that you can't so remember bad. anything about the second one tells you all you need to know. Oh about wait, it. did they make a sequel to that? Yeah, they did. Oh God! Star Jeremy Irons is the villain. He had the artifact that would control dragons. Was he in the first one too? I don't know. I may, I may be mixing them up, but there definitely were two. Oh. And, the, and the other one was even more forgettable than the first. Really? And they also they also did the. I think maybe a similar production company that did the Dungeon Siege. Oh God! Yeah. So I I, I watched that the other day just because I don't know why. I'm sorry. I was like I want to just have something on in the background. So and I you know it's it's Michael. They made uh, a sequel to that too. Oh, I know. But I just watched in the name of the king. Right. That's that Jason Statham. In right. It, right. Jason Statham was in it, and he was the main hero. And oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> like, this is what happens when you make a movie from a dungeon crawl. It was, uh, but I mean, it, it, it was shocking. Yes. Like, you couldn't even believe, like, I didn't realize that type of movie still got made. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was just badly written. I mean, the, the original Dungeons and Dragons movie was badly produced. If oh, you yeah. Go back and look at it. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. You can, you can take a check sheet and mark the number of times the boom mic yeah. comes into frame. Yeah. It's like, who the hell was this is the team that did Caddyshack? Why, God. Well, yeah, and it was like, but I just remember the first town they go to, and it had more different creatures in it than Moss Eisley. I was like, yes. what in the hell is this? Why are there, like, purple, like, we're showing off. walking around? And, uh, but no, showing off what? Horrible costumes? Because yes. they look terrible. Oh, yes. it was so bad. Because it's a, it's a genre film. We must, we must have these things in there. Which is why I like the I was commenting earlier. I like that they just kind of made the aliens just part of the world in the background in the new Star Trek, where they just they show up in, in places where a person would be. Right, right. And just occasionally, but they it's, don't make it, it a big deal. You right. know, it's not like. But it makes sense also in Star Trek. And sometimes it's really <laughs> yeah. subtle. The, yeah. the nurse that was delivering Kirk. Yes. At first, you just know, oh, that's, that's a nurse. Then, then you, they give her a little more screen time. It's like, wait a second, her eyes are wrong. Really weird. And, yeah. yeah. And they did a really nice CG subtle effect on her face. It's like that's not a human. Yeah. Okay, exactly. that's really cool. Like, this, my version of this this time was the uh, the cyborg guy on the bridge with the, oh, the, with the wacky with teeth the, and yes, the eyes. And yes, the, uh-huh. the mechanical voice captain. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he, cool. he was a fun background character. He was like, cool. It was interesting. Lieutenant. Yes, Captain. Anyways. Uh, so the whole point is Warner that- Brothers gets rights for a new Dungeons & Dragons movie. Warner Brothers this time. Right. Well, right. because, you know, Game of Thrones is so hot. The Hobbit is so hot. They figure, hey. So hot right now. D&D. D&D. Yeah, it's the original. Everybody loves D&D. But D&D but isn't, no, they isn't don't. a story. <laughs> D&D is not a story. Yeah. It's not, it's a, not story. a book. It's a game. And granted, a lot of people have played that game. And, like, Stephen Colbert loves that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they get, like, yeah, it's not a book. It's not an old movie. 
it's a game that nerds played in their basements and it's may not translate to mainstream as easily as game of thrones or the hobbit which the hobbit. was a book right which are books <laughs> and again it, it it had to do with character development stuff like that right D is a game where you're just that character development thing you do that's yourself. what you're that's, that's what you the whole bring point. to the game so it's not like there's set characters other than you know maybe you could say some of the, if they did the D and D movie as a uh Film adaptation of like the R.A. Salvador books, mm-hmm. like the Drizzt's, oh, yeah. Dritz series. How yes. do you pronounce the stupid guy's name? That that character we're all playing, whether we admit it or not. Yes. Oh yes. Pretty well. Anytime you're playing somebody that can dual wield, yeah, you're, 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 you're playing Dritz. They I mean they could. It could be good. It could be the way Marvel is approaching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have their world, and then they dip into it, and they play in it. But they have stories, too, that they can pull They have from. stories they can pull from, but they could at least take, like, the world of Greyhawk. Sure. And have that be the world. Sure. And then jump in to tell stories there. They won't. No, they won't. It's going to be Forgotten Realms. Well, it doesn't even matter anyway. <laughs> you know that. It doesn't even matter anyway, because apparently um, Hasbro said, uh-uh, we have the yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and now they're back in court. And now they're back yeah. in court. So... Whether it can be done or cannot be done, Hasbro right now is saying it's not going to be done because they apparently have a mo- their own movie. And I love the way they put it in the, in the article. From uh, It says, Nuh-uh, we, have the, we own the rights, and we've already started setting up our own movie at Universal. So, nye. Nye. <laughs> We're going to have our own movie with hookers and blackjack. <laughs> I forget the blackjack. <laughs> so anyway, but it was interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know if... It can be done right. I'm skeptical on whoever has the rights if a movie can be right, done correctly. Right. The number of projects that have lived in development hell. So, okay, well, speaking about other reasons to be very leery, the Warner Brothers movie is being written by the same guy who wrote Wrath of the Titans. Oh. Yeah. Which I happen to also go, even though I really dislike the remake of Clash of the Titans, which, again, if you completely take out all the cool points of the story, that's another reason why I'm leery of a remake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or a deal breaker for me. Right. But Wrath of the Titan- Titans was, uh, yeah, that was bad. It wasn't Name of the King bad, but it was, <laughs> we it need, was We need bad. a new scale from, yeah. you know, the Avengers to what's the, what's the bottom end of the, of the spectrum? Name, the script- Name of the King is down there. Oh, Wing Commander. Wing Commander. Wing Original D&D movie. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and the name of the script is Chainmail. <laughs> like, I don't know. You're doing it wrong. It's just, it's not really uh, hit me. But so the other one, though, is the director for uh, Universal Hasbro movie is, uh, he wrote the last five movies in the Fast and Furious series. Money, 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 money. He also want, wrote uh, Wanted and uh, hmm. some movie with Keanu Reeves called 47 Ronin, which is, I guess is coming out uh, later with Keanu Reeves in it. Keanu Reeves as a, as a Ronin. <laughs> That's like him as the guy in Dracula. You know what? He's, he play, He can play anything because it's always him. Right. So. Hey, God damn it. If Tom Cruise can be a samurai, yeah, Keanu exactly. Reeves can be a samurai. That's true. No, they didn't make him a samurai. samurai. He was a westerner. Oh, he made him one at the end. When they were but dying no. under the cherry blossoms, he was a samurai. But they didn't try and represent him as a Japanese guy. No, no, no. He wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> 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 but he, he, 
he acclimated, so Keanu can acclimate. Exactly. I mean, Tom Cruise is small enough to be a Japanese guy. That's true. He is a tiny little <laughs> man. I didn't have him standing in a box too much in that movie. Nope. I was watching the uh, Ask Me Anything that Gillian Anderson was doing, talking oh, really? about her um, time filming up in Vancouver for X-Files, and they had the Jilly Ramp. <laughs> which was the it was on wheels and it was a ramp so she could you would get on it and be of varying heights because she's a wee tiny little thing ah. <laughs> she was saying I've touched, kept touch with some of the people there and they still have it and they still call it the jilly ramp nice <laughs> that's awesome and the, one of the comments immediately was I bet you Tom Cruise has used that jilly ramp I <sighs> bet you but I digress yep he's a wee man he's a wee tiny little man with more money than we'll ever see <sighs> okay replicator fans yeah it's the end of the world. Oh, my God. This was actually on... Uh, who was Stuart. It? No. No, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. It was on real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I'm sure Stuart probably talked about it. I just look at too. this and I say, no one ever heard of a Saturday Night Special. This is not newsworthy. So the big deal well, is... No, it is. I think it is. It's not like people have not been manufacturing guns right. from non-gun parts... Since there Forever. have been guns. Right. Right. It's, I, I would That's challenge not, that this is the easiest and most compact way to do it. Like right now, you, yep. need, you need to own a 3D printer. Right. You need, and the expensive high-end material. Right. Which, again, I think everybody's looking at this as a sign of the future, though, that right. eventually folks will own 3D printers or they will become much more accessible to own. And the high-end, the expensive material is going we'll to go down cheaper. in price. So basically the right. whole point is that a working gun was made with a 3D printer. Right. Yep. That's what we're getting at. And that's what we're arguing about without yeah. telling you what we're arguing exactly. about. Exactly. So... The world's first gun made with 3D printing technology has been successfully fired in the U.S., a now, controversial group, which created the firearm, Defense Distributed, plans to make the blueprints available online. And they, they already did. Yeah, yeah they, they did. They made them available. They shut it down. Shut down the site. However, it already hit the torrents and everything. Yep, so it's, it's out there. It's out there. Mm-hmm. You can't stop the signal. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, to me. It seems like such a non-story. Like, of course, you could also make an edged weapon with a 3D printer. Now, if I recall, though. Is what they said on Bill Maher because I didn't read the article that you do need a titanium. The, the, you need the, a you, firing pin. You, you need, need a, pin. a titanium pin in order to right. to fire, or else obviously the plastic's going to melt. But right. Right. but the the worry was that it would be able to get past Security. metal detectors. Glock already makes plastic mm. guns that do that. But you still need the firing pin. Yeah, but you right. can have the pin in a different pocket. Right. That and that basically you just put that in the tray to go... There have been plastic and yeah. ceramic guns forever. Yeah. No, I'm not as worried about the sneaking past security. It's Again, it gets into things like gun registration and things like that. Right. So I made get, it. Do I need to register? Yeah. It gets to the point where if exactly. you can just print one out in your house, then really what's... I, and I think there is a point, but what is the point of gun registration if you're just able to make your own and easily? Right now, I mean, we saw I saw a story about the Philippines. They got people in garages making that weapons. That was crazy. But they have full out, you know, mechanic shops basically. Right. Whereas this is just a box that's sitting on, mm. you know, a, eventually I'm sure it will be small enough to to fit inside, uh, you know, a room and just print print the suckers out. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the the. F- reason why people are afraid. I'm not afraid today about it, but in the future there's some concern over just how how much do we do you want to try to regulate well, that? You also and can live, you, you also live it? in Arizona yeah. where Can you regulate that? You, know, That's you want fries with your guns here? Yeah, well yeah. and the 
that's not I don't even want to get into politics but <laughs> <laughs> that's not even that has an issue here too so an armed society is a polite society not so much but yes you don't have enough guns then we need more yeah exactly no I don't mind guns I just think I, I definitely think that they should be registered I don't think you should be able to just walk to a gun show and buy a gun and walk out with it because right. you know I I could be crazy. You killed him. No, I <laughs> shot him. The fall and the bleeding killed him. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, you know, things like that. But I definitely think that there should be a waiting period. And I don't think we need some of the guns that people want to own. I shouldn't have my own 50 cal <laughs> chain-fed monster? Yeah. I just don't really see a need for it. I mean, if you can show me a need for your 50 cal, maybe, but... you got to protect yourself from the other guy that has one. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Exactly. Um, but no, yeah, I think that that's the worry, is that later in the future it's going to be really hard to keep track of... Not only keep track of them, obviously keeping track of guns is a huge issue for the United States. We can't do that to save our lives. And also... Possibly because it's impossible, but... Well, yeah. I mean... I, yeah, it's... There's a lot of just silliness. That, that, to me, is one of the most silly topics. The fact you get people are like, well, criminals won't register their guns. It's like, really? If we're going to base all of our laws on what criminals will and won't do, why have then why, are, why do we register driver's license? Why do we register cars? Right. Why do we do any of that stuff then? That's just stupid. It's unbelievably dumb. It's a bad argument. argument. Yeah. You think? It's yep. a bad argument. But oh well. Which brings so us, anyways. <laughs> brings us neatly to the end of the segment. Yes. So dust off your copies of Skype. Point them at VTW Shows, which should be online shortly. Tell us what has killed reboots and uh, dramatic reimaginings of old properties for you or what you fear may kill some of the upcoming reboots for you in mm-hmm. television and movies. Um, and even books, it happens occasionally. And things like Owen Colfer coming along and continuing the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? With the with the blessing of, and the same thing with um, Robert Jordan. Yeah, Robert Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. Now that was that was a little more controlled. Yeah, where he knew he had an incurable disease and was dying, and you know passed on. Yeah, the job because to the another st- his main story wasn't done yet. Whereas right. Hitchhikers, so long, thanks for all the fish. Pretty much was the done. We're, we're done with this. So. It's a little, that's more, I feel, like of a reboot or a restart yeah. on that series. But, so that kind of thing is what we want you to think yep. about. And we shall return for your calls and emails right after this. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Harker continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. See how easily I fall back into those old patterns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're also we, on, it is technically correct. Also, you are correct. And also, RivalCastMedia.com. Wow. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Soon. We're nowhere. We're ABC. like a virus. That's right. <laughs> a virus like this popcorn I fed you. And uh-huh. Nom, 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 nom. I have also... Stealthily added someone to the call. Welcome to Casual Hardcore. You're on the air. Hi, guys. This is True. True. How are Hi, you True. this fine weekend? Not bad. Not bad at all. Just yeah. uh, waiting for Neverwinter to come back up. If you guys didn't hear, they managed to have their own version of the Diablo 3 bug, hack. the yeah. Real Money Currency massive duping this weekend. For which one? Neverwinter. Oh, Never really? Winter. Happening as we speak. Well, that's still in beta, so that's excusable. No, that's released. Neverwinter came out, like, officially? Yep. Really? I did not know that. Yes. Or even Today I learned. Something that was like something that beat Grail. I keep getting, the last time I had an experience with it, they sent me an invite for an alpha beta test or alpha test. So I was like, okay, well, it must still be in development. (laughs) Short dev cycle. Guess so. So, True, what, uh, what was your deal breaker on a reboot, or what do you fear might be in store for you? Uh, the last Spider-Man. I just could not bring myself to go see the last Spider-Man movies. Like it was just way too soon for another reboot. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't have much interest in seeing it. I did see it because my son was really interested in seeing it, and it was enjoyable. But you know, without that uh, motivation, I would have. I would not have seen it. So you're. Your complaint is that there was not enough time between the other movies and the reboot. Right. They either should have made more Toby, more movies with the old cast, or just stopped because... Well, they can't stop, like, or the rights revert to Marvel, and they can't have that. Yeah, it's like God forbid. completely recasting it again and redoing the origin and remodeling yeah. the character again. It was like, uh, no. See, I think Marvel did better with The Incredible Hulk, where they didn't you know they did the angry hulk and then they regretted it so they decided to not retell the origin right. story right and just picked up just go that the hulk exists off we go yeah i mean there's certain you know i think characters you can do that with like i don't know why the biggest turnoff one of the bigger turnoffs for me for man of steel is that it looks like we're going to see the origin story again origin story and general zod, general again. zod. and i don't I don't need to see the origin story. Everybody knows the damn origin story for Superman. <laughs> but this is a dramatic reimagining. Uh, with, you know, Russell as his dad. With, with and Costner as his other and, dad. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so. Yeah, and I'm sorry, and he's hot. The, <laughs> the, or the actor. The Jets or Superman? No, the Superman, the actor. Henry, yeah. Henry Cable. He's but really... You know, but, but, you know... As much as I am into hot men, a hot man cannot carry an entire movie just by being hot. Oh, I agree. True. I agree. Yeah, I, I, had, I went and saw the new Spider-Man just because, and I just, with them putting the big mis- mystery of, oh, what were his parents doing at Oscorp in, yeah. in the background, and obviously setting up some kind of larger story arc involving, ooh, no, your parents were genetically messing with you as a child that made you the one that was meant to be the super spider 
And, uh, yeah. Um, no, doesn't work for me. Right. Yep. That's not the origin Which story. Which is kind of frustrating because it's like one of those things where you're like, I don't want to see the origin story. But if you're going to do the origin story, do, do the, the origin, origin story. story. Right. <laughs> right. Don't do something that sort of one approximates of the, the origin story. One of the things of Spider-Man is it was definitely ordinary kid from New York gets extraordinary powers. Right. And that's like the thing that Garfield pulled off better. Oh, yeah. Was being the cocky SOB. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like, I, I, that was one of the highlights of the movies. Yeah. I thought he, he was a really he did good a, actor. Yeah, he did it. a good job. Absolutely. So, but yeah. Uh, so, I we've agree. got some more crazy people lined up here. True, thanks for calling in. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you. And I see you have behind the visage of Mr. Zoidberg, Dr. Zoidberg, a tech priest on the line. How are you this fine day? I'm doing quite great. And what is your feeling on the call-in topic? What reboot did you hate, or what reboot are you afraid you may hate? Right now, I don't hate any reboots, but some reimagining I don't can't, quite can't stand, like the M. Night Shyamalan remaking of Avatar. Uh, that was quite horrible. Dramatic reimagining. That was almost like he never watched the show. I don't know. I don't know if you can reimagine something you've never seen. Is <laughs> the way I felt. I never actually read it, but yeah. I read the back cover jacket. <laughs> yeah, I saw no. the picture on the front of the book. I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> what interesting noise just came on the line? I know. <laughs> Weird. Oh, sorry. Everybody, all right. <laughs> we forgive you. Yeah. I think uh, Avatar, or Last Airbender, is a prime example of... Yes. And we can look forward to World War Z, which we saw all kinds of more yes. previews yes. for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Looks like a good zombie movie. It just has nothing to do it with World be called War Z. War Z. Right, they, should another right name. they should not be using the title from the book. <laughs> like, right. I wouldn't mind if somewhere in the credits they said inspired by. Yeah. But don't... Don't use the title of the book to describe the movie when they obviously have nothing to do with each other. And it really other. annoys me because otherwise I would probably be really interested in seeing it. Exactly. Because yeah. they've really they've taken the fast zombie idea right. to a whole new yeah, level. Exactly. Like fast worker ant yeah, zombies. Just, just I don't know. Yeah. The, the wave of undead, the unstoppable. You know, really, they really sell you the idea that no, this is the freaking end of humanity. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, hmm, that looks good. Interesting. And I'm great with the preview up until the point where the title flashed up. Where was it? And then I get angry. It's like, no! I'm probably going to see it. (laughs) They'll take my money grudgingly. Yes. (laughs) But, yeah. Same same kind of feeling about that one. You're also thinking of how much better the movie could have been had Mm -hmm. it been based on the actual book. There's plenty of material there that could have been executed beautifully. Absolutely. And they elected not to. Messed it up. Tech Priest, thank you very much for your call. We will catch you, you next time. I, I still loved the uh, cherry bombs or cherry lights, they called them, when they would shoot those incendiary rounds into mm-hmm. the zombies' heads and it would light up yeah. their eyes yep. from yep. behind. And so they actually came up. So, the, you know, I, I just loved the idea of introducing this, this vocabulary yeah. and vernacular into it. No, and that the, was and the tool that they imp- developed, the yeah. uh, you know, multi-purpose uh, yeah, beheading the tool. Yeah, it was yep. basically their, like, spade that was yep. their decapitator. Right. Right. I can dig a hole and <laughs> decapitate a zombie, a zombie with it. Zombie. <laughs> All right, got three, got three more lined up on the line here. Let's right. go with Ben first. Hey, guys, ATF. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. I knew hey, I could hey. count on you. Am I, am I in? You're I apologize in. if the sound quality is rubbish. I'm trying on my phone because it seemed to be killing 
know if you have a cold you on the desktop, it just crashed out. Oh. No. Dax is still um so. all uh all melty now, so it's all it, it's, it's coming it's coming through. <laughs> exactly. it's coming through loud and clear. I like the way he says it better than you. See? And that's why. <laughs> he says he says all a quiver and we go Yeah. British education. Right. So Aid, continue. What, so what re- what, what reboot uh, are you dreading or what have you seen that you despised? Well, I I'm not even gonna attempt elementary because sorry, Sherlock Holmes is a man. It might be good. Yes. I'm fully willing to accept it could be good, but no. Sherlock's a man. End of story. I agree. And I don't even care uh, if they're friends or great friends or lovers, as long as he's a man. Watson is not a woman. Yeah, man. Yeah. It just doesn't work for me yeah, when she's exactly. a woman. Watson isn't a woman either. Mm-hmm. Well, I think also the biggest problem to me that that show suffers, outside from the fact that Lucy Liu is playing Watson, is they, the the Sherlock on the BBC right now is really, really is so good. Really good. I don't exactly. need another Sherlock in my life we at the moment. The come, of come on. Yeah, I mean, but like, what? I have no and need for anything else. So well. They could be both men on elementary. I wouldn't watch it because what, what do I need that show for? I have Sherlock. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. And it's yeah. so, so good. Also, the Sherlock is we only get it in three, three episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. But there's three really good yeah, episodes. Exactly. It's better than 15 oh, yes. crappy episodes in, you know. Yeah. Doctor Who, what? <laughs> <laughs> and three really good ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm... I'm I heard an interesting reason for the Amer- for the, the season seven parts one and part two thing. There apparently the BBC split it in half to appeal more to an American audience, which confused me. Oh, really? We are getting used. to... I don't know the truth behind that, but that's it makes sense I heard. to me. Though a lot of the cable channels mm-hmm. are going more with the British model, mm-hmm. where shorter series, but still significantly longer than than you guys get over there. But yeah. They've done this in the like thing where they, they will do right. they will do a, a mid-season break though. Yeah, to so have it still kind of fit the old primetime model. It, it it depends on the channel. Like HBO does theirs in blocks. Yeah, they do but theirs they, in blocks. But they are going with like ten ten episode blocks of shows. But they like when one series ends, another series starts. Which is perfect because um, you're never without a series. But shows things like AMC, like Breaking Bad, yeah. they took a massive break between the first half of their last season. Well, you remember how Battlestar panned out over well, the years? My God! No, I watched it all at once on Netflix. You are wise. I skipped it. <laughs> remember Starbuck female. Yeah. Didn't work. Didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. I was initially the very same about Starbuck being a woman, and this is why I feel like I should give elementary a chance, but Starbuck did a really good job, actually, as a... As a character, they did. I really like the new Starbucks. I, I agree too, and like I said, once I got over that and really, but I think it also helped that I had a lot of people go to me and say, "No, no, this is a really good show." I have yet to have anybody come to me and say, "No, you really need to watch Elementary." Right. Yeah, <laughs> we're not getting that. Yeah, I've not heard that either. Yeah, I, mean, this is, I think you've already said what I felt about World War Z. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've got a question though. Do you think the book World War Z will actually work as a movie? What, well? I see it more as a TV series. Which one? I'm sorry. The, the book World War Z. Oh, oh World, World War Z? Z? Yeah, it. Sorry, yes, I'm, I'm doing the British pronunciation. No, you just, you just broke up at the same time. Yeah, we just broke a little. Um, I don't know. Okay, sorry. I think it would be great if HBO got a hold of it. Do it as a, a miniseries. Do it as yeah. a miniseries, and I think that would be yeah. absolutely fabulous. That would, that would work really, really well. So it wouldn't be. 
a TV show per se because there's not enough for a TV it show, and vignettes. there's too much for a movie. Right. Yes. It, it, it depends, but I mean, I've yep. seen movies that do the the vignette type, like broken up. Like I think it was called like Night in Paris was pretty right. interesting. Right. Really quick ten minute scenes, and a lot of those chapters would lend themselves to that. Right, to a ten minute. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it would be an okay you movie. Just, you're not going to have Tom Cruise or whoever it is as the main character. Yeah, it. right, right. Have a he, bunch of baby characters. Yeah, they would just play little little bits here and it, there. Interestingly, the audio production of World War Z right. is done that way, where they do have major stars yeah, playing all the yeah, doing the different parts. The problem is, they, they still have never done an unabridged version. Right, and that's why it's. They Not need to finish me. that because uh, it was awesome. Are you sure? Right now, I thought my version that I've got on was unabridged. Maybe it's something available. If it's in the Europe, one that's semi-dramatized, yeah, and the one that has things like Alan Alda. All, one, yeah, right, right. It's definitely abridged. Yeah. Y- yeah. It is definitely abridged because it's got some of my favorite parts were missing. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Barry VA telling us that he's watched Elementary and it's not completely terrible is not a selling point. This is not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Barry. It don't... takes more than not completely terrible to get me to watch <laughs> yeah, it. Well, it, yep. it's, it sounds like a ringing endorsement there, Barry. Do, yeah, <laughs> plus, again, when you've got Sherlock, I'm sorry, why watch an inferior wrong. product? Yeah. Your opinion. <laughs> We're gonna kick you to the curb and make room for a couple more. Well, uh, what was the unabridged by read by Max Brooks? Okay. Oh, Chris, that does exist. Rupert Farley and others. Okay, oh, good. Fabulous. Good, good. We'll have to get that. We, I have not seen uh, that that's version. Great. Bring it on. I'll have to listen to that. Thank you for your, Thank your, your kind info, sir. Bye bye. Oh, oh. Do you think that a reboot on B five or Firefly would actually ever work? B5, the story's pretty yeah. much done. Yeah, you take two but, very well-loved and... But it's been 20 years. No, it could not possibly you could have re- been. You could reboot B5 and hit an entirely new audience <laughs> no, that's never seen it before. It can't be that old. It can be. That is true. <laughs> uh, to speak up, who's on the line? You're old. <laughs> Welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're, who's calling? Um... Is this me? Yes. This is you. I think it is. Okay, it's Talia. Hey, Talia. Talia. What's up? Us <laughs> old people, we have to stick together. That's Look right. These young hey. people that come the in la- for our cheese. In the last, in the last show, there was, um, there was a new uh, character, a female, who said, well, let's go retro and boot up the PS1. And I felt so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That that really sucks. <laughs> yeah. At least they went about to reboot. At least they didn't say the PS2 was the retro one. Oh, they will. Yes, they will. So, on your uh, what's your feared reboot, or what ones have not worked for you? Uh, basic principles about rebooting is to quote somebody: read Marcus Aurelius. Read Ask Marcus Aurelius. Thing, okay. What is in it, what is in itself? So, the basic idea of a reboot is. You can strip everything away, except the essence of it. It's the reason why I hated the Batman 4 movie, because Batman is about vengeance. He's, he's not, Batman is not the same person, but at the end of Batman and Robin, we basically had Batman and, as, as the father, we had Alfred as the mother, and we had the two children. Right. Yeah. So, I think that's why, for example, that the Battlestar Galactica reboot was better than the older version, because in the older version, it was like, oh, no, the, 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 the colonies are dead. 
Okay, now let's go to a casino. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> let's bring our little Muppet on four yeah. legs with us, too. <laughs> Remember the second episode of Battlestar Galactica where they where the Cylons kept attacking because there were machines and, right. and the people were getting tired. And then the third episode was about water shortages. Yep. And, and it was, that was better. You have to always think of something, what is the essence of it, and you can, and everything else you can strip away. See, mm-hmm. what I think Ronald Moore did well mm-hmm. was he, the things he chose to keep, the societal structure, so the 13 yeah. colonies, you know, all, all the stuff basically based on the Mormon faith that was there, and the relentless machine, though, I mean, they gave it, they gave the Cylons more of a face in the new version than they did in the old. In the old, it was never discussed whether they were created by humans. There sure. was just the and, Cylon Empire. And it was never really discussed why right. all of this was going on. They just had had, had a and war, I, and we didn't I know. Think- that's why you're so upset with World War Z, because the book is about small stories. Yes. It's about how to co- people would cope with a zombie uh, invasion. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you see this thing, the, the, this, this trailer, and it's, it's a zombie movie, but it's not World War Z. It's not the essence of it. Well, and right. I'll tell you, the, the biggest thing that gets me from the trailer is the line of, if I can get to Russia, yes. I can where figure out where we can maybe stop this from happening right. or, yes. or cure it or right. whatever. And it's like, that is completely a break from the book. Exactly. And I think what I really liked about the book, too, was the fact that um, every country had its own way of dealing with it, and none of it was right, and none of it was wrong. That's just how they dealt with it. And that was interesting to me. And that's why I'm I'm kind of excited about the Superman reboot, because for me, but that's just me, Superman has always been Zaratustra. Superman has always been this ubermensch that we, as normal people, should look up to and try to improve As- aspire ourselves. To. They, inspire to. Inspire to. In the trailer, the they seem to be hitting that theme yeah. very hard. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the whole thing about we have to the hope, and, and, and I'm getting that vibe, and that's why it's working for me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, the Boy Scout. Yeah, the, the Boy. Nah, not the Boy Scouts. A better person it's, to become yeah. a better person. Yeah, to become a better person. Guess, a there, there's, a com- there's a comic with Supergirl and Superman, and things are happening, and, and there, there's problems, and Supergirl tries to help. And people are complaining, and, and they're moaning, and, and, and Supergirl says, what, what, what are you guys doing? And then Superman comes along, and everybody looks at, ah, oh, this is Superman. He's doing right. We have to do right. This right. That's the basic principle about Superman. He's not... He's not better than us. He's just, he has morals from himself. He is an ubermage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why it can work. But this is why I also find it pretty hilarious. I don't know if you guys heard this, but there was a commotion last week because um, there was a chance of, they're, they're doing the Fantastic Four reboot. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was a story that maybe Johnny Storm could be black. <laughs> okay. Really? Um, and people went Storm's insane brother, then Sue Storm should be that. black. <laughs> then they yeah, black. They've got to do both. Then yeah. they can't just do Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, but they did it with Heimdall, and that worked. But Heimdall wasn't a blood relative to anyone else right. on the film. Sue Storm and Johnny Storm are Our brother, brother and, and sister. sister. Yeah. So unless you're going to break that r- relationship, and they're like stepbrother and stepsister, yeah, half brother, that's really messing yeah. with yeah, your then you're, you're I think you can do it. I yeah, think Heimdall you can do it rocked. as long as you oh, don't yeah. do 
Black Johnny Storm as the original Luke Cage. <laughs> right, oh, right, right. No. no, I mean, but get, exploitation. Getting back to your oh your, god, that was so wrong. Your uh, Superman point. I mean, to me again, I think he interacts best though when he has other people to play off of. My favorite interpretation of Superman has been the Justice League cartoons. Oh yeah, when him and Batman get have their it. back and forth yes. because they have such different views on how the world the works. The vigilante and the Boy Scout. And, That's you know, and at times, and they, but they do a great job of each one kind of gets their moment to shine where, like, you go, yeah, Batman's right. And then another thing, you go, you know, Superman's right. calling Batman out on his BS. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good. Oh, the best Superman is still All-Star Superman. Sorry. Yeah. All-Star Superman. Oh, you haven't seen that. That's one of the that. better movies. It's, is it's it? alternate universe Superman. Uh-huh. Um, where Lex Luthor is not completely incompetent, oh, and no, no, I haven't seen that. No, no he told us about it, but we never saw no, it. No, I, I saw still, the one still, with still the, up on Netflix. I saw the one with mm. the Ultimate World with Sorry. James Woods playing the owl guy. Right, that was that was awesome. also that, that was, was Justice awesome. League. Yeah, but yeah, that's All Star Superman. Very I, good. I, I think there's people there's people behind me, and I can I do one thing? Sure, that's sure. totally non related. No. Okay, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a comic out there. Which I would like people to buy. It's called Chew. Chew. Basic, yeah, Chew. Basic ideas. There's been um, uh, 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 in America. There's been this this plague, and people have died because they ate chicken. So now <laughs> chicken is illegal in the United States of America. <laughs> We're doomed. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it get better. You have the ATF. Which is this huge? It has become this huge political. Uh, it's become this huge, like like the more powerful than the FBI. Okay. Uh-huh. And they uh, they make it illegal for people to eat chicken. The <laughs> Bureau of guy? Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms makes it illegal for alcohol, people to tobacco, eat chicken. Alcohol, tobacco, and fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this guy, and he works there, and he has this. Special power that if he eats something, he can feel what happens to it. So if he eats a hamburger, then he feels the, the, the cow being slaughtered. So basically the only thing he can eat is beets. Because oh. <laughs> beets don't have a soul. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you have choice, there, there's a cyborg kung fu chicken in there. Um, <laughs> now I have to read it. Yeah, there's, there, there's, this woman, there's this woman who can make articles, and the basic idea is that if she writes something and you read it, then you taste it, how good it is. So there's this, there's this point where she goes to a restaurant that's really ugly and really that, that serves really bad food, and people read the article and they vomit all over things. Oh, uh, wow. There's, there's this guy who can make working weapons like laser weapons from chocolate, and there's... Yeah, it's See, this it's this weird. reminds wow. me this reminds me strongly of read or die. Oh yeah, which I've is is manga and anime basically, and it's this over the top. It's the royal library, which is basically right. staffed by super agents. And What's it called? read or die, hmm? and it is completely awesome. Hmm. And it has all these, these same kinds of weird things. They have agent paper who can form solid working devices and structures out of sheet paper. Um, it's just, but it's, it's this so, takes itself so seriously James Bond style, but they're all <laughs> librarians. That's awesome. And it is completely awesome. I think it's right in the same vein as Chew, so I, I think I'm going to go check uh, that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, did, I just want to do this because sometimes you just have to say, look, guys, do this. Just once. Do because- eat. 
hey, it's how I it's how I found supernatural. It's how I found Transmetropolitan, and it was a great comic. So cool. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. I will go forth Sounds and good. discover it. Thank Thanks. you. Very cool. Thank you. Take care. And we've got one left in line right here at the bottom of the show. Welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Hello. My name's Chris. Welcome. Oh, hi, hey, Chris. Chris. Hey, Chris. How are you um, this fine day? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good. We are still We're kicking. Good. Enjoying the fact that for once we don't have a show breathing down our neck. Yeah. And take your call and talk to you for a while. So how do you feel about today's call-in topic? Um, uh, there's actually a few points that I had. One of the first ones was actually changes in the main character. And it's something that you guys have said, but especially with like the 007 reboots. It's one, I mean, I'm 20, so the first one that I really got invested with was Daniel Craig. I'd seen the other ones, even I think the ones that, come, that have come out since 2000. But, I mean, Daniel Craig was the first one that I really got into. So for me, that wasn't a problem. But I know for other people who had grown up with the Sean Connery ones, and then all of a sudden you see a changeover to, like, the Daniel Craig or whoever Roger the next Moore. one was. <laughs> yeah, that, that can be, Timothy that can Dalton. be one. <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep that naming them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that can be one where, for some people, that I totally understand why that would be a problem. Um, I mean, one that I think does it really well is actually Doctor Who of all shows, just because they put in a system to say, okay, the old character's leaving, let's bring in the new one. I mean, when David Tennant left, people were sad, but hey, at least it was a system besides them just saying the next episode, surprise, new Doctor, without any explanation And no one whatsoever. mentions that he looks totally different and is 20 years yeah. older. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. If, and if they didn't explain that, I'd be totally thrown off. And I, I, I mean, with my the way that I watch TV, I usually kind of take uh, a show episode for episode and then go back and look at the whole story arc instead of kind of nitpicking and say what was bad and what was good. But I think it would still be one where it'd throw me out of the, like, I don't know, like the frame of reference for the show would make it harder for me to kind harder, of harder for you okay to suspend your disbelief it pulls you out and yeah. says wait no that character would never do that yeah yeah exactly this is, this is not the same person anymore therefore this is not the same universe why did you call it by the old name and just give it a different name yeah yeah and then the another one where you kind of mentioned already but world war z um if they change have too many changes from a book version of it that's one where i know i've had problems with it i've having trouble thinking of thinking of any off the top of my head. I mean, even actually Harry Potter to a degree, it's, I loved it overall, but especially I made the mistake of when going to go see the seventh movie part two, I listened to the audiobook in the car on the way to the movie theater. Oh, wow. So it was fresh so, in your mind. Oh God. So it was totally fresh. And the final battle for Hogwarts, that was one totally where I think more than totally anything different. else. It was, I, I had just the perfect imagination in my mind and watching what happened in it and the ending, especially with like him breaking the wand. It was like, no, that doesn't happen whatsoever. Right. It was one of my most disappointing actual like fulfillment of a book was book seven. Yeah. I wanted but, that battle at Hogwarts and I wanted Harry Potter to, to go on his walk through the woods and I wanted all of that. To happen the way it was described in the book, and they couldn't pull it. Oh, they and didn't pull it they off. They didn't yeah. pull it off, and that it made me good. sad. No, but it wasn't. I didn't think as, the battle was good. Yeah, at all. Harry Potter's interesting because overall, I love the series, but it was kind of an up and down. Like for me, Goblet of Fire, that movie will always be the one where it was like, 
where did the book go? Like, right. yeah. what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, and then they followed it up, though, with the... Uh, Half-Blood Prince? The, no, no. Order, Order of the Phoenix. Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. And I thought they really captured the book pretty right. well in that movie. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a little up and down like that. And I agree, The Last Battle was one of those where it's like, it was cool, it looked great, it just wasn't The Last Battle right. from the book. Right. Exactly. And that's something where, I mean, for Game of Thrones, I think they do it well, because when you go into the Game of Thrones universe, you know, I mean, there's something like a thousand, like, small characters right. within that show. That's kind of Martin's you, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, literally, when I, even when watching the TV show, I have a little kind of cheat sheet of, like, the main <laughs> characters. And I'm one, I've read the books all the way through, and I'm rereading them again, but just to remember, like, put names to faces and stuff, it can still be hard to follow, so oh, I yeah, think... because there's so damned many of them. Oh, uh, there are. And they're great characters, too. I'm totally sad when they cut a lot of them well, out. Well, and you but know, just... you never know when one of them's going to do something vitally important. Like, who was that oh, guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, back in Chapter 3 of the last book, was the last time you <laughs> saw him, and he just came here and changed everything. Right. Yep. And Thanks, that's George. something where I think they do... I don't even think they... I, don't, I wouldn't even say they explain it, but it's one where at least I can suspend disbelief just because it's a TV show. You're stuck in a 55-minute time slot. You've yeah. got to cut back a lot. Oh, so yes. I think the way in which they do it, not perfect, but, but pretty the, dang But the good. first couple times you see it well executed, yeah. then you become a critic of all the badly, all well, the larger oh, yeah. number of badly done. Because the, the biggest oh, thing yeah. that I think Game of Thrones had to figure out is a lot of the, the books take place in people's heads. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. instead of doing that and doing voiceovers, they just gave lines to characters that they didn't have in the books to explain And because the, the people scenes. writing the screenplays write great Dialogue, right, right. I think, is largely it why that works. And they give it to people like Peter Dinklage to say. Yeah. Right. And the guy uh, that yeah. plays Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Right? Yeah, he really got a good. lot of lines, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. Oh. And then, actually, on World War Z, I think one thing that I, I, uh, is the reason I'm at least mentally explaining of why they're doing Fast Zombies is because for a movie, Fast Zombies works a lot better. You can't really do a movie with slow zombies as well and have it be a two-hour-long experience. Tell that to it's George gotta, Romero. Yeah. I mean, they've got to have, and especially when they're trying to cover the whole world like this. If yes. they had a smaller, I guess, I mean, going back to, was it the, um, Dawn of the Dead, stuff like that, or whichever one they had, like, in the mall. If they were doing one where it was a closed-set location. Right, a bottle show, that, that's a different story. Yeah, that I could get away with. Then it's but... the relentlessness of it that's the, right. the pressure builder. Mm-hmm. Here they're going for action film. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. And, and slow zombies do not an action film make. No. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that you could do suspense or horror right. with Suspense them, horror you where you're yeah. stuck in, yeah. and, and you're an fortifying action. against them. Yeah. That's a different film entirely. That's absolutely what they seem to have And not some of the short from. stories in World War Z lend themselves very much to that. Right. Where they're, you know, some of the ones in Europe where they're actually fortifying the castles. Yeah, the old castles turn out to be the, the great yeah. defense yeah. against right. them. And, but the great story in there, you know, the first battle of New York. Where they just... The battle of Yonkers. They throw everything at them. And it's not that they're rushing the positions. It's just that... It's not stopping yes. them the way it stops a living yeah. person. That's, and that's the great f- part of that one sub-story. Well, it's not only the, yeah. the, the inevitability of them coming there. It's just the ineptitude of how badly prepared they were to face that enemy. Right. The, the rounds they loaded, the things they were using where they were thinking conventional enemy and these just they, don't And they, stop. Did, they didn't understand yeah. that we don't care yeah. if you just liquefied my innards. Right. I'm, still coming. I'm still coming. And they were shooting for things like their knees. And, yeah. you know, I mean, they weren't shooting for... There's a saying that goes, every army emerges and is prepared to fight 
the last war they were engaged with. Right, right, right. Exactly. That's all they know is the last engagement they had. They're not ever prepared for what's in front of them because right. they've never faced that particular enemy before. And that, that was an extreme example of it. Yeah. 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 And they showed later on in that, I mean, I say this is a spoiler, but it's, I mean, most people probably know World War Z by now. But, I mean, the Battle of New Hope where yeah. oh, they yes. then came into it where, I mean, they knew how to fight them. They had fought them before. Right. And they they just needed prepared. to prove to themselves that they knew this how to fight This was New Mexico. Right. This yeah. was the Battle yeah. of yeah. New Mexico. That was yeah. a great battle. That was a yeah. really good battle. Exceptionally well described and laid mm-hmm. out in the book and the way that they actually handled the entire encounter, I thought mm-hmm. was, you know, it was interesting to see that that documentation of the turning point as mm-hmm. they started to then no, march back across the United States. <laughs> yeah, a wee bit at a time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The thing, uh, though, the thing though, about the Faz zombies that I mean, they don't have to be in the movie. The pre, in the previews, they show them that they're super, super fast. Right. So they're yeah. they're inhumanly fast. Right. right. You can have zombies that are humanly fast that are still threatening that are just oh. threatening because right. they're humans. Yeah, you don't have to have the slow, you know, right. the going shambling. the shambling zombies, but you can have humanly well, you just, fast just zombies. Take a, someone who is as fast as a normal human. Yeah, who doesn't care about pain. Exactly, or stamina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. has unlimited stamina, doesn't need to breathe. Right, doesn't care about pressure changes. Doesn't you know that, that's pretty damn. That's alone is pretty scary, yeah. right? You don't need to oh, make them crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't need to. I don't think you needed to make them supernatural fast, and that Again, was one of the things. But I don't we'll see how the movie making goes. them that fast. Just don't call it World War Z. Right. right exactly. Right. Yeah. Call it zombies on speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> zombies do coke. Got it. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Throw the ball. Throw the rain. Throw the rain. Throw the rain. Throw the rain. Oh yeah. And then actually, the quality of the TV show, the movie, or movie when they reboot it, that can be one where it's a. I mean, it can be crucial. I, even with the Spider, the new Spider-Man one, I think it was well done, but I'm I'm not sure if it was good enough to. And also, I think it was in some ways too recent, or, or it's still in recent enough memory where it didn't, I guess, make itself new enough to get that interest in it again. I think it's one where the first TV or the first movie, especially that you do at, when you're trying to reboot, that's one where it can make or break it. In some cases, they can get away with the first one back being bad, but then this next one being really excellent. That kind of thing about the villain in the new Spider-Man, you know, the Mm -hmm. lizard, was so meh. Yeah. And I kept on picturing, where's Doc Ock? Because I still think of Mm -hmm. Doc Ock from the last series being an awesome villain. Yeah, he was good. He was relatable. He was well played. The effects were good. Um and he had you know his own personal redemption story right, right in in the bottle yeah. of the show, and Lizard just didn't. I had no, I didn't care about him. I didn't feel yeah. threatened by him. Like, uh, and they cut out, they edited out of the film, largely, the whole sequences where a lot of other people were transforming, because mm-hmm. there was a whole battle sequence on his way to the tower that they decided not to use in the right. film. Oh. And they, they basically had the one scene where they showed the two security, the two cops transforming. And then mm-hmm. cut to him arriving at the tower. Uh-huh. And so where was the point in that whole, oh, God, the city's under threat of transforming? Or, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. And, and I think since they laid the groundwork where the character's good enough, I think if the n- next movie that they do in the Spider-Man reboot, if they do another one, oh, yeah, that could be now. one. Oh, they did. Jamie oh. Foxx as Electro. Huh. Um, I think it would be, I mean, do. if this one's good enough, then that can totally 
make it where I'm into the Spider-Man series again. But if it's a flop, I think it's game over. For TV shows, if the TV series is a flop, it's a game over for it, which is kind of the, I mean, I'd say one of the differences. Because since you've, for TV shows, you've filmed the whole season, then you get to look back. Right. I think it's a lot harder to save yourself from that. Hmm. Yes, indeed. All righty. And then... I and read. then, actually, Go ahead. one last um, kind of closing point that I actually had is uh, rebo- reboots actually work best when you try and disassociate yourself from the old version, unless you're doing a reboot that includes the old version as canon. Like, like Battlestar Galactica. I think Battlestar Galactica. Like one happened before than this one. If they do something like that, where it can, it's a continuation of the story. That the continuation is different than a reboot. I mean, that's like yeah. we're reviving a franchise to move it mm-hmm. forward rather than doing it over again. Very different beast. But a lot of the same yeah. rules apply. Right. Yeah. And then if you cr- when you create something new, it as if you make it different enough, it'll make some of the fans of the old ones mad. Yes. But there will the always time, be angry fans. You will never escape yeah. that. This is that's the true. the world of the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if you but. Doing so can like allow it to live in its own light, not in the shadow of the past versions. Like Battlestar, I mean, the old one was good, but I think the new one far outclasses what in the its original own, Battlestar was in its was. own very different way too. Mm-hmm. Awesome, mm-hmm. yeah. And on that bombshell, it's yeah. time to end. Yep. Thank you for calling in, Chris. We'll Thanks catch you next Chris. time. Yep. Have a good one. And you have been listening to Casually Hardcore. Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio and Rivalcast Radio. We wish to thank our all-volunteer research team. Please, if you're interested in contributing, join us on the forums over at Versus the World Productions. The Casually Hardcore Forum is there, and as a little baby subform of that is the research team. Anyone is welcome to go in there and read it, so you can see some of the links we didn't have time to get to today. And if you want to contribute, simply send us a personal message on the forums and we'll give you right access and you can begin sending us that weird web goodness that we love to hear. You can find us on the Twitter. Hardcore Casuals is the Twitter feed for the show. Alpha Geek Radio for the network. Gnomewise for me, Izzy Grail for him, CH for her, and Iolite underscore CH for the other her. You can send your emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Make sure you are subscribed to our sister feeds, Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews. We've got the content from Phoenix Comic Con coming up, and it'll show up on the Alpha Geek Radio feed. And I also have some uh, interviews that I'm attempting to line up for the Alpha Geek Interviews feed during the Comic Con and around the Comic Con. Find us on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. We are there in the form of Casually Hardcore and Alpha Geek Radio. Also, Google Plus is mixed in there for that segment of the world that refuses the Book of Faces and loves the Google. (laughs) Consult the Google! That's right. We are also available via Stitcher Radio. Mm -hmm. Find us on iTunes and rate us there. We appreciate the feedback. If you want to support the station, you can go to alphageekradio.com and either donate directly or sponsor a segment, which is much more fun than just donating. So you send us five bucks via PayPal. And send us a paragraph of what you want us to say and who you want to say it to introduce one of the segments in a show. If you want to support the show and not have it cost you anything, if you're buying something from Amazon, either in the UK or in the US, you will find on alphageekradio.com the search tools for EU and US. If you begin your search for your items on Amazon there, when you purchase them, we will get a cut of the sale at no extra cost to you and you will help us keep the lights on, which we appreciate. And I think that wraps it up. So yep. I have been yep. Homewise. I've been Eyelight. I've been Dexa. And I've been Greg. We will catch you 
probably not next week. Watch the front page of alphageekradio.com because we'll be bringing you all the content from Phoenix Comic Con, and we'll have something to fill the show content. And beyond that, just keep an eye on the Twitter feed and the front page of alphageekradio.com because June's going to be really, crazy really messed up. Thank you for listening, and we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people. Happy